0: what's up everybody welcome to the 90th episode of sports goofs we're getting there we're, we're a few away from 100 freddie's on charles on andrew is on and i francisco i'm on what's up guys
1: 90 episodes we're gonna outlive betty white i think she's immortal but good on us
0: yeah oh well yeah yeah it's been another week another week of deportes i'm currently watching the portes right now the panthers are finally are, are finally playing a team that isn't riddled with corona so there's there's that
2: and just a few seconds into the show and we've already said the magic word i
0: said corona it could be the beer they could be just freaking yes,
2: that is true they, they
1: drink some great corona that might you know affect their systems yeah that exactly is true. that gosh. is
2: very true yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, okay, so let, let's talk about this now. Quick poll right now, is it worse to have the CV or a corona drink? Let's mm. just talk about it.
2: Ah, car- mean, eh, if,
0: th- the virus
2: If if you were well CV could be a
0: venereal disease possibly. It could I mean, be that. I,
2: I know this that uh, John Oliver a few years ago, <laughs> uh back when FIFA was going through the whole just before the whole corruption thingamajig. Mm -hmm. He made a joke saying that if, what's his face, Seth Blatter, who used to be the head of FIFA, was removed from office, that he would eat a bunch of stuff that he didn't want, including stuff in the McDonald's dollar menu. And he said he would even drink a Bud Light lime, which he said was... He had a few descriptors of it, one of which was the runoff from a dumpster
0: okay all right
2: <laughs> which i i i don't drink beer i don't drink alcohol so i i can't say whether it was that whether it is that bad and i don't know for Bud Light or for um corona i don't know his thoughts on corona either Oh okay but i actually have no idea why that why i brought that up i just thought it was funny
3: Mm. I, I, mean, I I assume I, would...
2: I assume that if he has such an issue with Bud Light Lime that he may have a similar issue with Corona
1: yeah I would say the Corona beverage is it, it's a date drink I think that's how I always gauge a drink if if any girl is, you know, we're out on a date at Chili's, you know, when I got my fancy get up going because you can't say no to those two for ones, right? If they don't go for a Presidente, you always go say, a oh, Corona alive. And I look at them like, okay, I know what to deal As opposed to the date, it's like, oh, I'll man. take whiskey. I'm like, She's going to murder me. We're going to die. But um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I know mm. somebody might kill me in a couple of years or an instant, but Corona's just kind of tasting like tie dyed piss. That's all I got to tell you. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh god Andrew I feel like it was a mistake to have Sergei Bobrovsky. I I'm, I'm 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 about to jump on that bandwagon on the Bobrovsky was a mistake bandwagon
1: <laughs> this early? I, didn't you it's, just pick him. It's up? year 2
0: and it's already looking bad. <laughs> he just let him oh he just let in a softie right now against the blue jackets and I'm already like oh no. No no this no no no, literally, no.
1: This is Yankees get AJ Burnett in second year. And we're like
0: ah. <laughs> yeah, but oh, no. you—it would. Yeah, but you guys have like you had like Cece and all those other guys. We, I mean, but at, exactly. Uh, but at some point they went out It was just AJ. Uh, oh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by you, our listeners, that support us on Pod Hero. If you like this podcast and want to support the work we do, please take just a few minutes to support us on Pod Hero. Not only can you support this podcast, but you can provide ongoing support for all of your favorite podcasts with a single $5.99 per month subscription. And to answer your question, see, we're using Pod Hero to support our favorite podcast too. And for a limited time, Pod Hero will donate an additional cinco dollars to our show on your behalf when you join it. Just make sure you use the link in your show notes. Thank you for your support, and you might need to translate that from Spanish to English. Some of it, you'll figure it out. Just go on Google Translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, other uh, what? What?
1: Can, can we get like audio clippings without getting sued? Of jukebox hero and just have the start go podcast hero. star in his eyes. <laughs>
0: i guess some other preliminary news nobody claimed the battlefield 3 code so i have taken it and it's been added to my backlog so thank you everybody for that oh yeah uh, some other bit of news some accessibility news here um we're now posting our episode transcripts on our website and it's also available on listen notes for those who are unable to hear us it isn't perfect But it's some sort of progress, uh, and I'll be working on transcribing all 90 of our episodes (laughs) at some point in the name of accessibility. So there you go. It may not be be perfect.
2: You guys know me from Francisco. You've known me for uh, almost seven years now. Dear Lord. Uh, Same with you, Charles, (laughs) actually. Uh, You know how much I am... I am for accessibility, so I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, like McDonald's.
0: Yeah, but once again, I'm telling you, the, it is not perfect, and I think there's like two on our, on, on our website right now, two or maybe three, so that's, if you want to go through it and maybe laugh your ass off possibly, because there might be some really weird things that are said there. Then go ahead. Go There's ahead not and
1: do it.
0: Yeah. Imagine that poorly transcribed. Oh boy. Yeah. We
1: believe at the sports scoops that every person should have the right to hearing our nonsense mm. to the best of their ability.
0: Well, let's let's talk about some some nonsense here. The NFC and AFC Championship games. Let's uh, let's yeah. let's start with the NFC. Charles, you can begin to gloat
1: can i get my vaseline yeah because i'm thank hey, god i can type with one hand yep um, yep Yep. oh boy let's hear it from your non-biased words first francis
0: can my non-biased words aaron roger blew it man he had his chance he had his chance he had his chance right there red zone they couldn't do it he couldn't do it at home yep 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 that, that's You know when when, when he, you it look was, at, when it was you, right there.
1: When, when you Google "real man," you see a shirtless Bartolo Colon, knowing that he takes <laughs> everything he's got to do succeed and leave nothing on the table, even if it means going against his advisors. When you look at when you look at and you Google "schoolboy," den Rogers, man. You should have made that audible call. You know what the difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is? He would be like, keep on the field and sneak this in. Mm-hmm. If it was Tom Brady. Field goal? F a field goal. And listen, we know this is on Michael LaFleur. I have been on the hate train for two seasons. I know this is on Michael Fleur. But here's the thing. Michael LaFleur has two years of head coaching experience. Not even complete two years. Just completed it now because he got booted. One year as a offensive coordinator. The Tennessee Titans. So it's a little personal there too. Because I don't think he was actually that good when he was our offensive quarter And Rogers has been a starting quarterback for what 10 years? Give or take a couple of years off from um being yeah. behind Brett. Mm-hmm. And every time you think you were learning from Mike McCarthy when you were so close to beating Seattle, and you know, McCarthy went down and made the most conservative conservative thing ever. You have a sense of leadership to take that reins and no one could fault you if you succeed, but if you fail and you don't call the audible or you don't try to fight for your coach and be like, Hey, let's take this time out and see where it's going with it. You at least got to give it a little something because now, and you just get the basic media of going and saying, Hey, uh, you know, we looked at the right call that time. because we trust our defense. We are doing this, but quarterbacks a leadership and what you're going to have is a split of Players who say trust the coach. Players who are gonna and critics who are gonna say, "Hey, it was more on Michael fur but it's a little about Aaron Rodgers because Tom Brady tried to give you the victory. He started off great, and then he went bad real quick. Mm. He,
0: three he got really bad
1: <laughs> because it's Tom who just wants to kind of he's playing with an edge, but that's kind of a killer instinct where he's making boneheaded mistakes but still
0: trying. I, I was aching it. it. Ironically, I don't know if that's the right use of him ironically, but to Brett Favre, when surprisingly, he, yeah, would be the word I would yeah, it was. It was based. Yeah, he was basically like Brett Favre at that point when yeah. he was in those last last couple of runs. That the last run he had with Green Bay, and then the last one he had with with Minnesota, he just kind of slung it there and got unlucky. Well, not unlucky, I man. Just the way he, he played, and so he just got intercepted. And same thing happened to Brady, but the outcome but, you know, was
1: different. Green Bay- Green Bay lacks a killer instinct. I feel like this loss is more or less who's going to be your scapegoat. Is it going to be Mike Pettin, who called a bad game? But he slowed down Tampa Bay on the second half, the first half. Mm-hmm. Tampa scored 21 points, yeah. and he slowed down just a 10. So there was a good defense that came around. And I think my audio just went weird. Okay, back to it. Um, it was a good game that was called on the back end to it. Aaron Jones kind of wasn't there. Devontae Adams was kind of frozen up a little bit. Take away the Martin – I don't know how to say his name. Valdez Scantling and his, you know, 50-yard catch. That offense was really kind of stagnant. And then Rodgers was coming back, and all my friends were texting me saying, Aaron heard you. He heard you talking that smack. Because, of course, everybody was like Charles, you're right. You're right about everything in that first half. But then it became something else because Rodgers, at the end of the day, my biggest thing that I've been saying is he's a fantasy football quarterback. He's a stat quarterback. Looking at his stats now, 346 yards, three touchdowns, one reception. He got sacked five times. It's not on him, really. But then Brady gave you every opportunity. So it, it's kind of like a marriage. So I don't know who to blame. But it always kind of feels like if you put too much on Rodgers, and they did put too much on Rodgers because, like, Green Bay defense let Tampa put some points up. Aaron Jones was stifled only for 27 yards. Jamal Williams didn't do anything then what are you going to do? And yes, I'm going to say it now. This isn't humble pie because I was still right, but I'm going to be a humble winner. Not everything is on Aaron Roger's fault. Did it feel good to see him lose? Yeah, <laughs> because it just didn't feel right with this team. But now this is also on Green Bay management for realizing maybe they don't have the right head coach because here's the difference. And I think you guys would agree with me. Having a winning coach is not the same as having the right coach for that, that team. And sometimes having the right players helps getting the right coach and helping the organization. Because now the organization's in snafu. You need another wide receiver. You have won too well. And where are you going to draft a good receiver when you're in the back nine of the draft? You're not going to trade up. Maybe there's some free agents to get there. You know, Kenny Sills was just all around the season. I think he would have been a perfect piece, even though he's just okay now. There's going to be some free agents out there, but you're not going to overspend. You need some tight ends. Mercedes Lewis isn't going to do anything. Robert Tunyon's kind of like a flash in the pan. He reminds me of Michael Rivera from Oakland Raiders seven years ago. That's a callback where he's just catching some touchdowns. It might fade to obscurity. Um, Your defense, Kevin King was kind of out there. You got Tremont Williams coming back from Baltimore. What are you going to do? So now they're in this like weird spot where I don't think Aaron Rodgers is happy, you're going to want to keep him because now he's once again beholden to a coach that doesn't trust him. And I think that's what it comes down to. I know I'm going more psych uh, routes. I was going, I was right, but now I want to talk about this because it's this, but Green the most interesting team to me. They were the most interesting to me, to me team to me last year in the off season when they drafted Jordan love, because there was nothing wrong with Rogers clinically, medically, professionally, anything. He was the superb guy to have. And you drafted his successor. And what happened? He's going to give you a third MVP to his name on this team. Setting records took you to a conference championship game, but now you have to say, four "Hey, four straight,
0: yeah. four straight."
1: Yeah,
0: he's and lost all of them. But yeah. Four straight.
1: Yeah, but you know, and that's the thing too. How much is on him? And I kind of want the quarterback to call off the coach, because here's the thing: the guys in that locker room are going to respect you more for doing it to set that guy straight. It's your head coach. It's not like he's going to trade you, and the it, it's not like Carson Wentz and, and Doug Peterson, where Carson I can see. And I know, I, I feel like it's wrong to kind of say players are bratty, but I can see Carson Wentz going and saying, I don't like Doug Peterson, I don't want to come back here because of Jalen Hurts. But that situation kind of made more sense because how are you going to bench me for a rookie when you literally have not provided with me a healthy O-line or healthy receivers or even healthy tight ends because Zach Ertz and the other guy went down, Dallas Goddard. So I get that. But with Green Bay, I kind of want to see Rodgers be the true leader. Because now, to me, you don't have the right coach. But now you don't have leadership anymore. You have a GM, by the way, rest in peace, Ted Thompson, because he died last week. So since we're talking about Green Bay, that's the guy who drafted Aaron Rodgers. But now you have a GM who actually did something to progressively fix the side of the football that was always the problem, because it was the defense for such a long time. Because Mike McCarthy, they wouldn't fire um, Tom Capers, who was running a bad defense. But now there's no leadership in before because he just gave all the, and he had no emotion to it either. He's like, oh yeah, you know, same ride. I trust our defense, maybe hindsight's twenty twenty, but do you want that to lead your team? Cause you're not guaranteed to go back there next year. Last year, you were the fluke 13 and three and it showed this year. You were not the fluke 13 and three team. You could have came out looking like a super bowl champion. Your team did not play with that killer instinct and that killer edge. Cause if I pick off Tom Brady three times and I sack him like four times, he usually doesn't win those statistically. Nobody does, right? And you just didn't trust your quarterback. So Rogers, if this is the final year, he needs to come back to the floor. Screw you, because here's the thing too: you could trade him. There's no guarantees of getting rings. See Brett Favre when he went to the Jets, when he went to the Vikings. Um, but I feel like this kind of maybe, and this was me trying to figure out for two seasons to point to my real criticism of Rogers is: is he really the leader, or is he just a guy who's like a paper tiger? And he's gonna yell at me. Like him good guy calm cool collected very smart I think he's gonna be an excellent you know post whatever as a quarterback in the next five years but it felt kind of right it felt kind of good but let me ask you this Francisco coming from the AFC East aren't you sick of Tom Brady succeeding everywhere and going to
0: the Super Bowl Tom Brady.
2: By the guys, don't forget about me. I actually watched these games. Oh, okay. He watched it.
0: Holy. Yeah, season. oh, yeah, we didn't we didn't go through our, what did we watch last week? I mean, I just, I watched these two games for the NFL, the, the championship games, and then the, I watched both Raptors Heat games and both Nets Heat games. That's, that's basically all that I watched. And I'm watching the Panthers right now. Uh, Bobrovsky. He's only let in one shot so far, and it's a goal. <laughs> it's the only shot they have right now. two.
2: Oh,
0: God. Oh, God, Andrew, please don't know. Oh, now no, no, you said it and it happened. Oh, come on. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. I, I, <laughs> t- so I two guess. shots
0: on goals. He let in two. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a few oh, man. Yeah, you are, but either way, two shots on goal, two goals immediately. This is not good, guys. This Bravo. is not good. Bravo, Panther. We, 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 we signed the, the hockey version of Wei Yin Chen. <laughs>
2: Great
1: job. Great job. Um, side note. Side note. Francisco, did you know that Sacagawea Smith died? I just
0: saw this. I was. Yeah. I just. I looked on for. It's on the on the the chat yeah. stream on our. And I'm like, oh, whoa! This and, is supposed to bring us joy. We uh, introduce this sadness. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's the stream. It's the stream. Blame blame the stream. Adds a mind of its own. Oh man, yeah, that happened, and we have let's Haul, y'all and guys. I I can't keep up with all these dead Hall of Famers. I just can't there's there's one in the nfl and then one in the nba and then more and like baseball the baseball ones are dropping like flies i can't keep up sheesh i i just can't there's there's too many so many going down too many good people going down what's happening guys oh, let's get back to this nfl yeah yeah
1: andrew andrew since you yeah. kind of there, did you walk you know are you a tampa bay
2: fan has this come in have you been converted are you yes. part are
0: you part of Champa Bay now
2: I mean the bandwagoner in me says yes I should but the anti bandwagoner in me says I didn't get on early enough so I don't deserve to be a part of this success bandwagon I you know I've I've been there with UCF strangely enough. You know, no one gave a crap about us when we went 0-15 except for the memes. Um, and now all these people kind of jumped on. So you know, I've I've been there and with the lightning too. I mean, we had some rough years, Rays. So I mean, I guess they're like my one they're like my number two team just to complete the Orlampa connection. But I, I would definitely have been more excited if if the Jaguars had made it that far. So I don't know. I'll I'll have to reassess. To, okay. a, to answer your question, Charles, I think it's kind of cheating to to be a bandwagoner. It's I think the exception is if you actually hang on with them back when they're not doing well. I
0: don't know. So uh, I, I just, yeah. Our uh, uh, bandwagoners a bad thing though. Uh, de- uh, okay, it depends on the franchise. When when it's regards to Yankees and Lakers fans, yeah, they're it's it's a horrible thing. when it's t- like a team that hasn't won in forever, it's fine. They they need if the Panthers started winning. Maybe we'd actually get some bandwagoners. But not with Bobrovsky in that. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm 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 turning, guys. I'm turning. I'm turning. on Bob right now.
1: See, my my logic with bandwagoners. And I'll keep it short because I know I stole a lot just talking about Aaron Rodgers and you know, floor and all that, is that the team is going to like bandwagoners if that means that they're going to attend their games, watch their matches, games, shows, whatever, and buy their merch. You know, they might lose interest in a couple of years. I think I also... It, it's a little different, I would say, for basketball versus baseball football. And we talked about last show because basketball is that accessible, you can like a player versus a team kind of thing because I don't see myself... You know, wearing a um, Italian shirt, who I think that's how you say his name, who the Yanks just picked up in a trade with Pittsburgh. Italian? I gotta learn how to pronounce that. I can't even I pronounce own. hockey players' names. How am I gonna pronounce a baseball player's name?
0: Moving on. Moving on, Francisco. Okay.
1: As
0: you're saying. All right. Yeah, so, yeah the Tom Brady. He's just, yeah, he's just like, a, i I, I aching him once again to a horror movie villain. You just can't kill him. I, he's just, I, He's I like Jason. I,
2: would, I think I would be a little more. I don't know, I'll have to come back to this yeah. so, in, in, in the future, because I was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan way back when, during their first Super Bowl run, which I will allow myself to be a bandwagoner for that one, because I was 10. So I don't think you're... I don't think you... Kind of like how a kid under the age, a kid under the age of six can't be held negligent for their acts or can't commit an intentional tort or what the hell uh i'll have to go back to my review cards but kind of like that can't expect a 12 year old to understand or the 10 year old to understand the ramifications of of being a bandwagoner
0: i think somebody put up the point on the on the chat there it depends on there's different categories on there's there's the casual fans that you know hey the heat are doing good so let's uh, let's all go to a basketball game And, and they'll only cheer for the heat they don't know any other team but like when the heat are good they'll go and you have like the obnoxious bandwagoners that are just like... <laughs> they, they, they basically file a new application whenever a new team becomes good. So right now there's a bunch of people who are jumping on the Tampa Bay bandwagon and there are people who are on the Chiefs bandwagon that are that are popping in there a little, from, from last year more too. I
2: feel comfortable about being a Buccaneers bandwagoner because I actually have connections to the area as opposed to to kansas city where the only connection is that i was born and lived in that general area of this Mm -hmm. continental landmass for nine years
0: yeah yeah it also depends like if it also there's so many factors where where you came from where you grew up that type of thing it's sometimes it just doesn't make sense for for some people but but it's okay well your parents are from there all right fine that, that i can get why you're a you're a Steelers fan in the middle of, of, of Wyoming. I get that. <laughs> but, And then sometimes it's like you're in the middle of those states, and it's like, okay, there's nobody nearby. I might also cheer for somebody that's good, you know? I don't know. Uh, but it all depends. Okay, so that's a that's Buccaneers first team ever to have a home Super Bowl. So that'll be interesting, though. It'll be interesting with that crowd because Florida is one of the few places that allows fans to go so I want to see what the ratio is going to be between Chiefs and Bucks fans. Oh, that'll be interesting. Then the other game, <laughs> the Chiefs win. Uh, yeah. The uh, Buffalo even have a chance, Charles. I don't think they did. It didn't seem I like mean, it. You you know my position. It from didn't a seem weeks like it. You all. know
1: who you know who I wanted to play. Mm. Oh yeah. You know I wanted to play. Well, oh
0: no, I I I get the narrative that that would have been cool, but this there I mean there's a narrative with this one too. The old guard versus the new guard. Who will a battle for the NFL's soul. Right? Tom Brady, the horror movie villain.
2: You guys trapped like homes now on here?
0: Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we got all that, man. It's all gonna be there. That well,
2: we know how yeah. to big
0: brother it
1: better than the government, man.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's,
1: you can't you can hide from us. Jeffrey yeah, Holay is following on Twitter. Yeah, F J O J R Charles the True Sports Goose BYU uh, BYUs BU's and Freddy's stuff everybody stuff. <laughs> we
0: we have a bunch of BYU fans now that's for sure too. Yeah, I, yeah, but it's I just... will say
1: it was a boring AFC Championship game.
0: Yeah, Buffalo started out with that nine nothing score, but then it was like guys, the inevitable is happening, and it did. The Chiefs are just way too damn strong. Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill is fast, man. That guy's really code he, He's just so fast. What, what are you supposed to do? Oh, Wes McCauley's calling the game for the Panthers. That's At least that's happening. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know,
2: guys, I don't know if you remember, but Wes McCauley was one of the refs at the game where we went down on the ice.
0: I know. Yeah, we, we both freaked out about it when we both saw him. Remember?
2: And I I still regret not saying hi, but I didn't want to be that
0: Yeah, he himself. was coming off the ice after the intermission. Looked like, yeah, just let him go, you know?
2: It's, it's not like I'm a little six-year-old kid. I'm a 26-year-old man at that point.
0: Ooh,
1: 26? Yeah. I'm old. Holy crap. Yeah, we're old, man.
2: Sheesh. At, at that point, rewind two years. Uh, still.
0: Regardless we're right. already in our 40s, basically oh boy I mean. let me let me take a look at the show where we're we gonna go from here guys that's that's all i can say about the i don't have much to the previews of the super bowl i don't i don't even have a prediction you guys want to do predictions we can throw up our predictions I, I think the chiefs are gonna win they, give it a week
1: because you know they're right. gonna do the pro- well, to end on nfl pro bowls next week you know how they're doing eh? <laughs> Madden
0: tournaments. oh have god you? i'm not watching that
2: my, I am
0: not watching that. I
2: have a prediction. I have a prediction for the Pro Bowl, and yes, or it's it's actually not a prediction so much as a hope. I hope that the game does some incredibly insane shit that breaks its
0: a- anything that can show how incompetent effective. EA Sports is. Yes,
2: anything like for example in the Madden Bowl lap, the winning guy ran the whole game with a running back as the quarterback. Or, no, 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 it was, it was, I think, a kicker as the quarterback because he just ran the same play every time and he was unbeatable. So I'm hoping that something like that happens or <sighs> some insane physics breaks.
1: Yeah, they should just put their kickers as their quarterbacks. I did that once with my buddy. I put in Sebastian Janikowski throughout the whole game because we, <laughs> we were just doing <laughs> dumb stuff and I, it was weird getting him to, like... <laughs> Listen, because you can if you play Madden. I do. You guys, don't. But you can put your kicker or your punter as your quarterback. E- EA hates and
0: me. It EA makes it so me.
1: much fun to do that.
0: EA hates me because I'm Nintendo and PC master race, so they hate me. Ugh, man. Yeah. Remember when I try to do the Madden on the uh, Wii, and like. Did you ever play those and just yeah, with such no. a weird little component? Yeah, the motion controls that they tried to put in, but it wasn't exactly yeah. Uh, uh, all right, well, let me let's move on here. Uh, I'll, some bit of N- NHL news. Let's let's go down here. The the they had the three stars of the week. I have the first one that we're doing for this year. So let, let me let me roll them out here. Number one, actually, let's go with the third star first. Third star goes to John Gibson, goaltender for the Anaheim Ducks. He went 2-0-1, a 1.33 goals against average, 960 save percentage, and one shutout as he played against the Minnesota Wild and Colorado Avalanche. Second star goes to Joe Pavelski of the Dallas Stars Center. Three goals, four assists, seven points, including two game-winning goals. And he got four points in the season opener, which tied a franchise record. And the Stars went 2-0. And Pavelski became the oldest player in NHL history to collect three or more points in each of, this, of his team's first two games of a season, best in the mark set by Rod Gilbert in 1976-77 with the New York Rangers. Oh, uh, yeah. 36 years old, 197 days for Pavelski and we have two first stars, and this is pretty cool of the NHL. I'll go with the, the the one that we're expecting here. Tyler Toffoli, Montreal right winger, had himself a week. Five goals, eight points in total. The Canadiens, second team in NHL history, to get a point in their first six games to start a season, which is pretty amazing that it took up till now for that to happen. And pretty amazing that Montreal didn't do it themselves a long, long time ago when they had their dynasties. So that's that's pretty surprising to me. And the other first star goes to Virginie Hevert of... Uh, I, can't, I can't... I freaking have the... it's I, I wrote down the abbreviation for this, which is CHUM, like the CHUM bucket, but it's something French. It's some medical center in Montreal. I, the M stands for Montreal... I guess health is the C center. I don't know. Something like that. Oh, Montreal university health center. There you go. All right. It's not the chum bucket, but it's whatever. She's a respiratory therapist in Montreal since 2017. And the NHL is, is making a point that whoever wins the first star of the week, they will then highlight a medical professional from that area to highlight as well. as part of their thanks from, you know, because of the virus, so that that's pretty cool. So she's a respiratory therapist, and she she also got a nice shout out from the NHL. So that's pretty cool. The NHL, I, I like that. All right. That, so that's that's some real MVP type of thing that the NHL is doing. Okay.
2: Oh, um, while we're on the topic of real MVPs and NHL, I want to I want to pull an Uno reverse card here and go with Gottlieb soon.
0: You want, to, you want to do, okay, Andrew is...
2: I, I will never say no to the goon.
0: All right, Andrew, throw it out there. Who you got?
2: So my Gottlieb goon, at least for the NHL, I'm sure I can find someone else out there, is John Chaka or Sheka, whatever. He's the former GM of the Arizona Coyotes.
0: Someone saw your eating trees video. Yep. That's the young
1: guy, right? I just want to verify. It's like 31 he was 26 when he became gm
2: so i mean the the least of it is that he kind of jumped ship from the team pretty early you know with no warning i think he had just signed an extension deal or something or other and then not to mention he the coyotes didn't need any help with getting worse but he certainly did that i think urinating tree called him a snake oil salesman he
0: basically is he basically, he's basically a con man.
2: I believe this was while he was at the helm. I don't remember, but wasn't he the GM who drafted that kid who attacked the?
0: No, 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 no. That, that oh, was no. That was you no. Know, because the 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 Coyotes let go of him back in July during the virus, and the Coyotes kind of basically went without a GM at that point. And their excuse when they drafted that piece of shit. And that's basically what he is. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. Is we didn't have a GM and a GM. whatever, and then basically it wasn't until like the rest of the NHL and the rest of the hockey community was like, "Dude, just let go of this kid. It doesn't matter. He he shouldn't deserve a second shot in hockey." And uh, that's what happened. But yeah, the Coyotes are a mess uh, as a franchise. As hard as they try, and they they I think they had like the first Hispanic president of the team, and and they're trying to like half of them are trying to do something good half of them like it's not going well at all because like they shoot themselves in their foot it's all kinds of things man the the coyotes are basically desert florida panthers <laughs> basically is oh man i i would cry guys but i i i have to laugh at this point it's kind of like the joker you know this is this is this is the start of me becoming the joker at some point it's the florida panthers just continuously
1: it's let my soul.
2: You, let me ask you this. I brought this up in a in a hockey Discord chat a few days ago about your 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 idea of merging the Panthers and Coyotes.
0: That's what I said. I said. Do you,
2: that, do you still? I still
0: stand by that idea.
2: Do you still stand by it.
0: Merge the two franchises together. Pop them. Keep them here in Sunrise. Then forget. Hockey in Arizona You will lower the It'll be 31 teams with Seattle coming in And then the NHL Will have room for another expansion Franchise that you can stick wherever the hell you want Quebec or Houston What what, what, what have you, I don't care Just... I hope
2: it doesn't go to Houston Because that's that city Is stained and tainted
0: yeah, I, I think uh, I, the, I, I don't know man I,
2: The to the earth Uh,
0: I, I, i think it would be a good but now that the now that james harden's gone whatever now it's a time to reset george spring went up to toronto too so i think it would be like maybe there'd be a nice reset button with the nhl team in houston they'll have a natural rivalry with dallas but that's an aside all right so john chica yeah just noted douchebag that's that's a good one, Andrew. Very good one. He's suspended from the NHL as well. So we... Which I I want to
2: give a, a sh- I want to give an additional Gottlieb goon to well the NHL, whoever their disciplinary system is. They suspended him for less than a year.
0: Oh, <sighs> well, it's not as bad as the NCAA with Manzel for half a game. So. <laughs> That's better than that. Ugh. I mean,
2: it, the only thing that I can think of is that they viewed his time since what July was when he left
0: as part so of, know like, yeah, I
2: guess they viewed it almost as like giving him time served, so it's more like a year and a half suspension.
0: I, I, I don't. NHL teams are well. He won't be touched by any team anytime soon. Regardless of the suspension, there, there's, he's just not going to be touched by any team. I give it another year. I would give it another year. All right, that's a good so, one, Andrew. That's a good goon.
1: If we're if we're talking goons, I think we know who we have to talk. Yeah, about
0: yeah, we have some, we have some, Speaking some backup goons here. We got plenty of backup goons. Uh, well, we have a GM brother. Oh, yeah, it's a good segue. Good segue. All right. And his is
1: probably, I don't want to say worse. Because each one ha- you can't weigh sins when they're all sins, right? But ah, uh, it was his name, Shane Poirier of the Mets, the GM, Jared Porter, employed. Jared, Jared Porter. Porter, yeah. I don't know, I thought Shane Poirier, because I'm thinking Dustin Poirier because I was looking at some <laughs> UFC stuff. But look at that, I'm, I'm multitasking. Long short of it, and I I, I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because for background for people who are listening that don't know about Charles aside from the fact that he likes wrestling, so I work. In the field of stalking dv dating violence stuff like that we'll go further into that detail so i see a lot of these kind of cases come up when you have someone harassing women men you know i represent both genders all genders whoever needs our help in the world of stalking and you know how aggressive people can be when they are in positions of power and try to utilize that just to get a touch of the flesh is what i'll call it we'll keep it pg here so Jared Porter, newly hired GM of the Mets, you know, in his process of vetting for the background, you know, for that candidacy, of course, the owners and insanity Sandy set of the Mets, you know, they don't ask these questions because it's not a common question I think they would ask, especially if there's something that had been really fully reported, but Jared Porter, he had some revealing text messages. If you guys read them, I don't know if you read them or not, I did,
0: I yeah, looked for that. Um, yeah.
1: That he was sending to a foreign, and I only I say foreign because that's how they always kind of put it to it, but it was a journalist who he had met who she just wanted to get into the work, into the business, you know, as we kind of yep. want to, right? And he uses this whole guy's, he, he's basically a predator, I'm going to call it like that. So he used these predatory tactics to invite her for what she believes in the business to him just constantly sending her text messages, 50 voice, not voicemail, sorry, 50 text. I'm thinking of a case, sorry, 50 text messages and all result of him showing, you know, his, his erect penis, right. Going into it. And that came out and of course, thankfully the Mets had some competency and they fired him because you, in the sports world, it's very weird because even though the culture now might be woke and we care about even people sending, you know, you know, I, I don't want to say dick pics on air, but I'm saying dick pics to somebody we don't want to call that
0: as It's not know, the like worst thing we've said on air, babe. <laughs> right? We don't want to
1: call it sexual assault, but guess mm. what, you guys? It's unsolicited, unwanted, mm-hmm. not requested. Indeed. It is. I'm, to her, and you know, in sports world, it's always kind of behind, and I'm going to bring up some wounds of the past, Big Ben was carrying somebody into a bathroom, but yeah, nothing of that. Happened, right? Four games on um, suspension, but... Yeah. So Jared Porter, he was promptly fired. He's, I want to say, tarnished. And I don't get it with yeah. MLB baseball because you got to remember the Houston Astros what was the assistant to the GM, whatever that guy's name was, who goes and says, thank God for Ozuna. And he was, you know, and Ozuna's had a history of being a DV beater. I'm trying to make sure I'm not yeah. getting players crossed, everybody screws up. So Jared Porter was doing all that fun stuff. And of course, the media screws it up because I think they revealed Dead. what nationality, what country she was from right
0: yeah yeah or maybe even her name possibly too yeah. so yeah so
1: you guys don't know how much so they're goons as well i think they yeah. also gave her name too i was like updating on it because what i deal with you know there's people who move out from I, you know we got people coming from out of state man across counties and you know i always tell any of the attorneys that were training i tell them like if they do confidential you make sure it's confidential you do all the forms you write everything you leave nothing for a chance because you know, they might not, you know, their their abuser, their harasser might not be able to get that information, but they hire an attorney. Man, you just go on the clerk's website, you get the benchmark, you find whatever you need, and God knows what happens when you relay information. So, he's a goon, it's sexual assault or a form of it, it's cyber stalking, people out there, he's a predator, don't use a position of power, even though he wasn't a GM at that time, you still had an in to invite somebody on a, first off, I'm going to tell people straight up right now you don't need to go and have drinks to help people learn on the business. You give them a phone call. If you really have good intentions, you give them a phone call, man, you know, just, just grow up in that sense. And I feel bad for anybody because you know, it's, it's everyone, you know, who are just trying to make it into a very hard, very not diverse, very, you know, one sided demographic of who has the ins for information and very exclusive club just want to get into in the industry. And they have to deal with having to hear people's crappy jokes, yeah. Drink their crappy food. I'm sorry. Drink their crappy drinks. Eat their crappy food. Having to deal with a lot. Because I don't know about you guys. My social battery when I hang out with people leaves 20 minutes into it. And they are probably having to endure three hours worth of that nonsense. You know, Jerry Porter. If you look at him, probably laughs at his own jokes. And you know, <laughs> you ever see the meme where he's like, "Let me explain it to you everything." He seems like that guy. So you're 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 a goon, you know, in that sense all the way you got leave goon and it's hopefully this just kind of unravels a policy that when you're searching for people and you're looking to hire people in high positions even not even executive positions but even scouting or anything like that top bottom that they learn to ask other questions such as and, and let's talk about this you know and i'll give you an example of a question you know what is your treatment of you know genders that you're attracted to in the locker room and i would even do that on players that you're drafting You know all across any sport young men because you know there there is that harassment that comes in there when you're bringing you know a female reporter who has to deal with the top yeah i'm gonna say toxic masculinity of guys or even that sexual aggressiveness that young men might portray or vice versa you know i don't care whatever you're into is what you're into but you know that should be part of the questioning instead of asking it's like do you know that your mother's a hooker what was it jeff ireland who said that to des bryant in his interviews am i getting it's been so yeah
0: dolphins hard knocks yeah
1: but going into that mindset even where you're evaluating players these are questions asked because we talked about it before the show started um, on you know hall of fame for integrity you know that also comes in when you're entering into the field of any kind of sport as a player as an executive as a scout so maybe these are questions you want to ask and say instead of resume say hey if we put somebody if you're 46 years old and you know we employ all people of diverse ages genders backgrounds ethnicities what are you going to do in kind of providing a proper workplace because at the end of the day is a workplace. Stop making it into Hollywood where people get away with a lot of shit. You know, same thing what you do in sports because there's no accountability. So good on the Mets in the way for just immediately stomping it out. And I can understand people who would go and say, Hey, this is four years ago, this is before he's employed, all this other stuff. He shouldn't be allowed to do it. But you know, if you ever gone for a job in a background interview you know What are they always looking for? That high-end felony, right? Because you have to try to provide a culture of what you want your establishment to be and the people that you employ. So stuff like that matters. Why? Because, you know, I, I think when someone's not answering you, not talking back, and all of a sudden he's like, hey, look at my ding-dong, that can be kind of disturbing. Because what's going to happen if you, you know, employ somebody that he finds attractive and he wants to go out drinks with? You want to deal with that true sexual battery? I don't think you do, man. So... Jerry Porter, you're a goon. You're probably you're just a dick. I'm just gonna say it like that, man. And you know, you know good luck to you, you know, doing whatever, because God knows in the MLB he'll probably get a job somewhere,
0: but it won't be cleaning toilets. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't get any, I hope he's blackballed from the league forever, for sure. I, I get Black the, the I, I get the Astros cheating scandal oh, this is this is have, uh, this is real life couple. stuff, man. I got one more goon. Okay, go ahead. go ahead. I got FIBA. Faba. Oh of course. Yeah. FaBA for 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 messing with our our good old Canadian brethren. Yeah, don't
1: you hate Canada though? I love
0: Canada. I just hate them in hockey. <laughs> I don't like them when it comes to hockey, but I like Canadians in Canada. Okay, I, I love. Yeah, guy. I mean, I love hockey, but when it comes to hockey, Canadians are just kind of dicks. Because that's the one thing they're good at and uh, so that's that's you know when it, the USA versus Canada thing it, that's when, that's when that comes out and you just gotta you just gotta deal with it just gotta deal with it but everything else about Canada I love it love Canada yeah they've given us so many things they've given us so many things we, we can't be mad at Canada and I can't believe FIBA would be fining Canada for opting out of the freaking FIBA World Cup. Or whatever, a world championship, the America, whatever the, whatever they call that, uh, because of the of the virus. So, they find them for that. I, I I don't I don't understand. Two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. I would assume that's in Canadian. I'm not even sure. And what I don't even know what that money goes to. I, I don't even know. So I, either way, FIBA, you you're just goons, man. You're just good. Cool. So what it's happens hard.
1: if Canada just says we're not going to pay it?
0: It, it does <laughs> like, sure. like like what's the big deal of them not going? Whatever games he had scheduled for them, that team automatically wins. I don't get it. I, I just don't. I don't understand. It just
1: yeah. the Olympics are canceled, man. And you're gonna hold Canada to yeah, drive know. for they're not them. for not doing yeah, your second rate. Bet. You're not even like this. The the alternative sports to watch for basketball internationally It goes to like a. When the European leagues,
0: yeah, they, yeah, when they do the Euro Championships, or those or are, those are actually a yeah, Because yeah, in yeah. The, like here in the in the U.S. side or the American side, it's basically the USA. Boom, just that's it. Nobody else can beat them. So it's ah, that's that's what I, FIBA. Just come on, guys. Just read the room. Read the room. weird. Your rules are weird. Yeah. Canadian players only. Yeah. Want to play three for point you. line is weird. Oh, dear lord. Uh, anyways so there's that again all right then let's let's move on here
2: end up we've got NWHL hockey going on right now so uh
0: i like that they they stream on twitch so pretty, pretty much everybody can watch them and um, that makes it nice and accessible for everybody you just have to make a twitch account and you can watch them you don't have to get any weird cable packages nothing like that oh yeah that was part of the the news from the nhl that i was going to talk about too uh, before I move on to this. Because I just want to get the hockey news out of the way. And it's really more than just hockey news. NBC Sports is shutting down. Yep. They're not going to be a channel no more. So that's, that's going to happen. And uh, I guess it's all part of this flurry of announcements for NBC. So that means that NHL games will be... And this is something that they're going to... By the end of 2021. Is when they expect to completely phase out NBC Sports Network. So I would assume for the 2021-22 season the NHL will be broadcasting on NBC proper which is very rare it's like once a week or something and the USA network so that's going to happen and you
2: have to imagine that and I think also part of it is they're trying to they're trying to also make a bit more emphasis on their peacock uh, <laughs> On their... Uh, I'm their, five years uh, old. gaming network.
0: <laughs> oh, Ten years uh, old.
2: They're, much to the dismay already of English Premier League fans because they would broadcast their games on NBCSN. So now they're shifting over to a subscriber method.
0: A lot of fans are wondering how this is going to affect because NBC had NASCAR. They had, yeah, the, the, the soccer games on there. They had Notre Dame, but I guess that's still going to be on NBC proper anyways. And yeah, and what isn't NXT on USA Network, Charles?
1: Yes, I'm going to reserve that for the cage. Yeah,
0: be, the because the, there's NFL. the NHL always, ha- at least NBC Sports had Wednesday Night Rivalry, which is when they would broadcast an what NHL game on you, NBC Sports. But
1: uh, what, I, what I will tell you to not spoil the content of later, because that's actually mm-hmm. probably the biggest news that came out this week, okay. bigger than Royal Rumble. All right, is that. Rumors have been that um, nxc is going to remain uh, on okay. Wednesdays, but I think it's because they want to kind of suffocate Dynamite a little bit because, you know, competition and corporations yeah. have that killer instinct. But I think what's going to happen is Peacock is probably going to have live stuff as well or the Peacock specials because that's how you're going to get people to want to watch it, right? So you have to do those little things. It's like if I have HBO Max, it's whatever. But if you're giving me shows only for HBO Max, it's like, okay, that's fine. Maybe that's not, like, the best example, um, but that's the only way I can think of. But it's going to say, hey, we're going to give you all this other stuff, too, but if we're going to give you this thing first or whatever, I'll, I'll give a better a better example. Netflix had the El Camino movie, you know, for the Breaking Bad epilogue, as I call it. Good movie. You guys should watch it if you have it. If you don't like that stuff, too bad. But what happens is they had those exclusive rights um, for several months before AMC broadcasted it, you know, for their own thing, for conventional people so my guess is that nxc will be consistent and the big rivalry games are going to be set
0: well well but before before we get to that and this is something i was going to mention and bu brought it up on the chat there is yeah the the nhl's contract with nbc does run up at the end of this season the shortened 2021 season and from there the nhl will negotiate with the other networks i would assume nbc and cbs espn slash abc and fox to see who will be carrying out the games from there on it might be a multi-package deal i'm not sure We, we we're not really sure right now but the and this is part of the reason why the nhl is playing their games regardless of the fact that the virus is there and it's had to they've had to juggle their their schedule around much to the detriment of the Panthers and the Lightning too as well. A lot of games in our division because it happened to our division are being shuffled about. It, it, so that the reason they're playing is because listen, opening night. I think they had the highest ratings that they've ever had on opening night in the history of NBC Sports for opening night game, and then the following day when they had several other games as well. So. NBC's getting some ratings And the NHL wants to make bank while they can Because they're not making bank anywhere else And that's the reason they have ads on the helmets And things like that So they're looking for a nice big deal In order to make up for some of the losses from the virus And that's why they're playing And it's going to be interesting to see the negotiations From here on out I hope NBC doesn't get complete exclusive rights to the NHL, because I, that, uh, I, I, kind of I I want them. I, I just want, or or maybe like Major League Baseball, where the you know it's it's Turner Sports and Fox, and, and the, I wouldn't mind that type of deal, or or like the NBA has you know, Turner Sports and and ABC, ESPN. I wouldn't mind that either, because at least it gives you a different flavor. All right, You guys know how much I've complained about NBC Sports' coverage for like the last 10 years. Uh, if he has been gets again, I want them... Yeah, yeah, we know that, Andrew. We do know that. And at least me and you might get your theme back as well. But I just... I want a different flavor. I'm tired of... Uh, it took until last... Mike Milbury saying something stupid for them to finally get him off the air. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to some better coverage and and i'm also hoping that it would provide some variety because nbc sports listen there, there there is bias there because comcast was it comcast universal or nbc universal nbc universal that's that's and it's basically just comcast they own the philadelphia flyers so that also means that they would show a lot of Flyers games, and they, would, they, they wouldn't they would take many chances with showing the other teams in the league. Even the Lightning. The Lightning are Stanley Cup champions, and I think they only have, like, two national games or something like that. It's something ridiculous. It's something ridiculous, and it's like the, they, they're showing so, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are not good. And they're not the same team anymore. you got the Philadelphia Flyers, who are a good team. You've got the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, who are, like, the heart darling. So they'll show off the hot darling as well, and then I'm pretty sure they'll show the Chicago Blackhawks as well, even though they're a team that sucks. So that's that. There, there's problems You're with that, like with regard saying that it's rigged, to a degree. Uh, it's not that it's it's the they don't market the NHL very well. They just market the big uh-huh. the big uh, big markets here, and I get why they do that, but they don't they don't take a chance like with ESPN and the NBA. They'll show the Milwaukee Bucks when the Milwaukee Bucks are good. The end, ESPN is not showing the New York Knicks, even though they're in New York, but the Knicks suck, and they've sucked for a long time. But NBC Sports will run out the New York Rangers no matter how terrible they are. Yeah. We'll avoid, yeah. Uh, that's not the. Yeah. Yeah, ESPN has a lot of things that they juggle around that might be a con if, if the NHL is in there and they might not give high priority to the NHL. But even then, I don't think NBC did a good job. I think Turner Sports would be pretty good. I'd like to see what they would do with the NHL. They, they do a pretty good job with the NBA and Major League Baseball uh, on both ends there. So that, that's just my opinion on, on, on that situation there. Let's move on here. Where are we at? Oh, guys, we're, getting, yeah, we're getting to the halfway point. Yeah, yeah. Y'all know what that means, right? A word from our non-sponsors. People, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying over the last week. I don't know who wants to start. Andrew, you weren't here last week, even though we did some makeup non-sponsors in your name. But I don't know who if you, you want to start.
2: Who did you do with my my absence?
0: Uh, I did the game Cyberhook, which is a really fun game, and I beat it this past weekend. And I forgot, what did you do, Charles? I did Jupiter donuts. Well, that was your main one. That was your main one. With the Spider-Man DLC. Ah, that's right. The Spider-Man DLC. That is right.
2: Uh, okay. So, I, I guess I'll go first since I'm the longest without without a non-sponsor. Go ahead. Um and I have my ass- Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My non-sponsor is a person actually in this case. My non-sponsor is Gene McDowell. Gene McDowell is the former head coach of the UCF Knights and Golden Knights he unfortunately passed away this this morning at age 80 he's not the first head coach of UCF but he was probably the most influential figure in UCF football history which is saying a lot considering that we've had Scott Frost, Danny White, you name it because If it weren't for him, there would be no UCF football because the team was teetering on the edge of, I guess you would call it insolvency. I don't know, but basically the team was going to go under money-wise if it wasn't for him. He arranged a ton of people to come together, including Burt Reynolds, Yes, the Burt Reynolds, to donate money for an auction, to donate items for an auction. He raised so much money for UCF football that kept him alive. He took the team from Division II through Division I A, which is today's FCS, and then all the way to Division One A, which is today's FBS. He coached for... I think, 85 to 97, so I think 12 seasons. He's the winningest head coach in UCF history. As Freddie pointed out, he was the first good head coach at UCF. He saved the team and brought us into relative uh, our first kind of steps of prominence. He, he recruited Dante Culpepper to come to UCF and Uh-oh. was uh, Culpepper's <laughs> head coach for two years. Unfortunately, his tenure ended a bit, shall we say, controversial, because he was he was wrapped up in a, a cell phone scam scheme back in 97.
1: Doesn't it feel right that, you know, an old coach gets caught up in a cell phone scandal? Because I was waiting for him to say it was like a Bobby Petrino and yeah. it's like you're just on a motorcycle with some uh, young grad student. Yeah and cell phone
0: scandal that. in 1997
1: though i mean <laughs> some... yeah, i just think those big ass like wall street <laughs> yeah um,
0: motorolas
2: can you hear me now yeah yes. excellent speaking
0: of cell phones yeah. can you hear me now good
2: yeah, you, what, was see, the, it, it, what was the last thing you heard cell,
0: cell phone, phone scandal jinx
1: and yeah, we can we, we uh, you owe me a coke uh i owe you a coke so tell um, us why tell us why his story ended
2: so he was caught up in a cell phone scandal in 97, where one of UCF's players was, I guess, doing something, I guess it would be today's equivalent of jailbreaking, sort of, but so that people could make phone calls and whatnot without having to pay money, so they wouldn't be on any sort of contract. And he, the player was a former employee of AT&T, so he was the one you don't mess with AT&T, you don't mess with the feds like that i don't exactly remember what he did what mcdowell did but if if my memory serves he kind of lied for the players kind of hid them uh, hid for them obstructed justice i think was the charge so that they wouldn't get in trouble and of course that came back to bite him you know, that aside, I mean, he was persona on Grata at UCF for several years, actually more like a decade, two decades before finally they invited him back and gave him his the recognition he deserves for everything that he did for UCF. So he he passed away this morning at age 80, and just a thanks to him for everything he did to to make UCF what it is today. Promo code McDowell.
0: Who wants to go next? I got mine ready. I don't know if you want to go Charles. I'll go. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'll go. First off, I gotta say that's like the ultimate rider that I coach because Nick saban would not take any kind of you know state or fed charges for obstruction justice. So kind of respect there to Gabe McDowell. Um I have mentioned this non sponsored before, but there's a reason why we sponsor these people is because we would either A try their product again or B willfully go back all the time. But as we know and last month your boy has been healing healing from them wisdom teeth it, it's better now i can talk i don't sound like a uh a a setter and stanley you know, i'm not talking too quick the pain's kind of out there so i'm opening up my adventure in eating you know i lost a couple pounds i had to kind of pack on some weight you guys know from the donuts that i was talking about but today last night i had to talk about they are perennial they're not a sponsor tonight but today I was like, man, I don't, I don't want that leftover beefy five-layer burrito. That's tomorrow. That'll be tomorrow's lunch. That'll be great. Mm, I love it. But um, I was like, man, I really want this. I want, I want a sub. And I looked online. I was like, I haven't had jerseys, Mike, in a hot minute, boys. And it's been like five months for me. So when your body wants something, when you can't eat solids for several weeks – your body desires it, craves it. This is the closest thing to pregnancy cravings. Ladies, I feel sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize that we do this to you. But man, I got myself my uh, buffalo chicken sandwich, a giant one, packing 1,800 calories. I ate that son of a gun. I ate it all one sitting boys. I usually just split in half for lunch. and There, there was no mercy. I I knew what I wanted. I was just going to destroy it and I destroyed it. I can't still eat cheap, uh, chips yet. So that's like the saddest part. But I had that with a nice glass of water. Mm, it was beautiful. That buffalo chicken sandwich, it's drenched in Frank's red hot sauce, cheese. You can add bacon if you want bacon. I'm trying to be good on the crispy stuff, so no bacon. But man, I packed on like that 1,800 calories. But it was worth every bite, every penny. And today they had a sale. You know, if you use their app, type in promo their own promo code, JM25, you get 25% off of your purchase and your order so it has to be using their apto my dumb self obviously did not read this and i paid full price but you know what sometimes you pay for quality and you pay for that loyalty because they always make things right so jersey Mike's said it before i'll say it again i will support you with your love you're still kind of pricey but damn you're good promo code
0: delicious mm, yeah uh, nothing like a good sub right nothing like a good sub nothing yeah. And I did not
1: dip and in catch in up. I'm sorry. But that is not something
0: that you dip in ketchup. <laughs> I'm a he that One I One day know. it's going to
1: happen, and I will use it on our only fans. That's right, folks. Sports I sports
0: forgot sports. what your <laughs> reaction was, Andrew, when you saw me doing that. <laughs> I think you were surprised.
1: It was probably the equivalent of seeing a child get ran over by a car. But, you know, we'll leave that for Andrew to tell us.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, I guess I'll I'll keep it the food theme, but it's not a food item that I will be highlighting. But it highlights food a lot, and it's something I sent to you guys yesterday. Guys, Netflix. Netflix. I've been watching a lot of Japanese shows on Netflix. There's a ton of them, really. They've brought over a lot. It's pretty interesting to see what Japanese people like. And apparently, Japanese people love food. It's a thing. I've heard other this other podcaster, Liam Edwards, on Dad and Son's podcast. They, it's a, that, that's a fun. it's a video game podcast. Regardless, anyways, he's basically like, yeah, all the things that, Japan, Japanese television is just them showing off people eating food. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> wow, what a wonderful land. So... There are a few shows that I've been watching that are food-based. There's another one called Midnight Diner, but I'll get to that one later. I haven't even finished that one. But I finished this one because it's only one season. I think it's like 12 episodes long. A lot of Japanese series are very short. You can get them out of the way. 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah, yeah, 30 minutes or 24 minutes, whatever you want to call it. Per episode. So, it's not that bad. You can... you can. That's you, a watch yeah, that's a weekend, but I, I, I watched it over a week. Man. And he okay let me just show you guys gosh darn it and it's right podcast there
1: people can't watch it but
0: to see his recommendations yeah, I, on I the would, uh, yeah don't worry it'll be there in the show description on the podcast version but it's called contaro the sweet tooth salary man and why is it going to my freaking <laughs> it's gonna go on my wow i'm logging into netflix on sports uh, on sports goobs i did not know can, that you guys can, can see we
1: appreciate it. that you have the guy from uh, the unbreakable from smith titus
0: Titus. I love Titus, Titus man. I love Titus. Okay, you can't see it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I love Titus, man. Sheesh. Anyways, uh, I guess I'll just show it here. Uh, IMDb, yeah, 2017. Uh, let's go with the, the Wikipedia entry. That's fine. Oh, but you guys can't see it. You can't see the wonderfulness of this show. Uh, get it, go on Netflix. It was a manga? So that's the origin of this series. It was a manga and then they converted it into a live action series. And I'm glad they did a live action version instead of making an anime version because they couldn't have done this. They couldn't have done the food that they showcased justice. They couldn't have done it. So Kantaro is a salary man, which in Japan is basically you wear a suit and you, 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 you go up to the office and you're just you're plugging away at an office and uh, that's, you know, that's that's the way things are in Japan and a lot of people hate it, a lot of, you know, regardless, that's the whole societal thing about Japan, but anyways, he's a salary man. he's probably like the ultimate worker, right, he's basically, he's almost like a robot in a sense. He's a pale man. Yeah, but he, he's, he's got a little secret, he's got a little secret, he plays hooky during work, so he works for like a book publisher and he... Basically goes to different bookshops and tries to get them to buy orders of books that they're they're making and things like that. But while he does that, he tries to do it in such an efficient way. This is why he's like a robot. He works so efficiently because he's trying to find time so that he can play hooky and go to different restaurants and try all of their famous desserts. So he's always looking for restaurants and like this special like specialty desserts that they make is and so, and he has a blog where he's he doesn't reveal who he is. It's a secret blog. And he writes about all this food. But the way they present it in the show, uh, let me see, let me find some images. Like
1: this is you, man. Like, let, are let, you sure? You all right. Be
0: so sweating. there's, a, there's a, a picture of his face right there with what can only be assumed is his O face. And that is basically a face that you will see in every episode, every time he takes his first bite of all of these desserts in the show. And the desserts are computer animated at some points, He goes off into all of these wonderful lands that uh, it is all CG rendered like he's going on a trip. It is amazing. And I, I, I honestly laughed my ass off from this show. Because this man, I want to be this man. I want to be this man. He, he, he just he. Look, look at this. This thing has like a like it has mana, emitting from. It, it's all in his mind, but it's there. All these desserts, and there, it's, it's so good, man. It is so funny. It is so good. Look at the way he looks at that. Look at the way he looks at it. It's, it he's. Oh man, I, I, and it, uh, the whole time there's like one person in his job that suspects that he's doing something nefarious, and she's trying to figure out if he's like this mysterious guy. So there's like this, that subplot, but the main part of the show is him trying to find he's all these challenges that get in his way of playing hooky to go to these restaurants and, and and eat these wonderful desserts here. I I just I, I love it, man. There's <laughs> there it is. Please faster. That that's the subtitles right there. You you get the show right there. So there he is, man. It's hilarious. I,
1: Does he eat the Cheeto KFC
0: chicken sandwich? I mean, it's all Japanese yeah. food. It's all jap. Well, it's it's not s- strictly Japanese desserts. It's European desserts. It's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a whole oh, thing. It, it, they present I'm, it so I'm nicely. Everybody-
1: I'm gonna make the American. Look,
0: Netflix. That that's one of the episodes when he brought one of his coworkers, and they're both making the O face right there. So, <laughs> <it> is... <laughs> Charles, you gotta watch this show. It speaks to us, man. It speaks to us. It speaks to us. Uh, promo code O face.
1: Thank you for this journey. <laughs> is there any? Has there ever been a food? That you've had in your life that gave you the reaction of what we just saw. Sorry, <sighs> podcast people, but you know,
0: speak live. All right, and you can see what we're talking. If about. I, uh, I guess to tie this into sports, there's one item that sure, I yeah. had at Marlins Park that gave me that face, and it was, it was only available once at the ballpark. It was back when the Marlins were trying with the L'Oreal era at the beginning, so the Marlins had this one item per game for each opponent so it'd be like a regional thing that they would have per opponent and the cleveland indians who don't play the marlins all the time maybe once every like four or five years what have you they they came over and it was like it was this barbecue pulled pork hot dog thing and so good. oh my it, it was the it was the best ballpark food i've ever had and they've never had it available since even when the indians came back i was looking to see if they had it and the marlins just stopped trying with the whole regional thing by that point i'm like oh god no i'm glad i had it once in my life though i'm glad i had it once in my
2: life
3: gabrielle can you hear us yeah i can hi guys excellent
2: yeah, hello Hola. everything is working
3: all this right I've never used, I didn't even know this existed. This is great. This is good to know.
2: This is, this is our way of being so professional and doing our podcast every week. (laughs) So I will introduce, this is Gabrielle Starr. She has a CVS receipt of credentials here. She is the founder of Girl at the Game, which is a website, which the tagline is sports written by women for everyone. Hmm. In addition, she is the host of Girl at the Game, which is the Pages podcast. Also co host Nickelodeon again with our good friend Jeremy Taché.
0: Is that a Nickelodeon podcast?
3: It's a Nickelodeon rewatch podcast. We watch <gasps> shows like Zoe 101 and Rugrats, and oh. we're actually just getting, now that Jeremy started his new job, we're going to start oh. back up again.
0: Oh, God. Oh, we
3: have like six or seven pl- episodes.
0: Please tell me. I will I will go on the show and talk about Keenan and Kel all day with you guys.
3: <laughs> well, we actually haven't done a Keenan and Kel episode oh. yet. So if you want to come on, you can be our guest for oh, Keenan and Kel. Keenan and
0: Kel, Rocco's Modern Life, Angry Beavers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and ooh. then
2: uh, so I'll briefly introduce our my other co-host. The one that's been speaking the most is Francisco hi hi he is our resident florida panthers slash miami marlins yeah i I guess yeah i I can
0: give a much quicker synopsis yes florida panthers i write for the espionation panther site and yeah marlins heat and unfortunately the dolphins and uh yeah the Florida State Seminoles, because I actually went to Florida State, and then I guess by proxy, FAU and FIU, because I went there, and I went to every, basically every university in Florida at some point <laughs> or other, but yeah, that that's me, that's me.
2: And then, you're gonna love the other co-host, Charles, so he is, he's kind of all over the place. He is a Panthers fan by proxy, because he lives in South Florida. He is a Miami Heat fan, a Tennessee Titans fan, and, drumroll please,
3: a New York Yankees fan!
0: He's actually from he's actually from New York, so at the very least, he's got that.
3: Okay, I'm also from New York, but I have standards for my baseball teams.
1: <laughs> I, I don't, and this is how we're going to start this conversation. Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. Bam.
3: Mm-hmm. There I, I mean, right. I'm not ever going to vote to induct someone who was in a relationship with a 16-year-old girl. Uh, the PEDs is one thing, but uh, Pete Rose and Roger Clemens, for me, it's the statutory rape that kind of sets them apart. That's my, that's my shtick fair point i can get like barry bonds that. barry bonds maybe we can talk um but then again like also domestic abusers
1: i i they really know, felt like me. she should have been there for the my like rant on jared porter and how he's a, a terrible human being
3: oh i definitely should have been here for your jared porter conversation oh, we um, can always yeah. talk about we'll how that one yeah <laughs> absolutely anytime there are trust me when i tell you there are way more men who sexually harass women in sports that will uh, eventually be uncovered, so. Legitimately, I can, totally, I, can oh, yeah. I can totally come back. Do you, you <laughs> want to, to split her
2: time? Split <laughs>
0: because there, Charles then, gave a very impassioned speech because, of course, he, he deals in that in his professional life, in his professional career. So, uh, yeah, does, that would have uh, been.
2: I'll let him explain what his work is. Oh, so. Oh, boy. Uh,
1: and you're on a time crunch, Gabriel. So I'm sorry that somehow we got tossed in this like <laughs> <opportunity> <laughs> tango of um, opinion. So without going into too much de- detail, I work for a domestic violence center in Florida and I deal with, oh, wow. um, you know, domestic violence, stalking, dating violence, stuff like that. So coming into it, you know, I, I have my legal opinion of it. And then I have my, you know, real-world opinion of it from what I've seen what I gauge the clients I interact with and how sometimes there's that skewed opinion of oh you know it's just text messages she can just block it she doesn't have to answer it Then I'm like oh look it's an erect penis oh it's okay but I, I my diatribe was that it's sexual assault it is sexual assault just because you'd feel it's not it is on top of other things and you know my concern is that Sports is usually, even though they, everybody wants to say they're in the woke culture, and I just say that to be pedantic a little bit, but even though they say that they're progressive with people's, um, you know, with situations like this, this is also the, not the league, but, you know, sports that sometimes will be like to speak because I brought up, like, Big Ben as an example where he was dragging somebody into a bathroom, but, hey, we're just going to suspend him for, like, four games as conduct. That's detrimental to the league. Different sports, but you get the same vibe. So, but tell us, you know, D-May as the uh, people down in Miami tell me all the time when i live there um thank you for having time to be with us today because now oh my god my pleasure me here all right then
3: my pleasure 100 percent i'm sorry i today is like a super hectic day for me and i never really know what my schedule is going to be like and i i really wanted to come do this with you guys but i was like oh also i have something at nine um but i just wanted to make the time but i can also come back another time um if you guys will have me uh so, yeah, any questions, like, ask away
2: we We love our guests. All right. well,
3: that's good cause a lot of people have guests on just to like troll them, which I, I never um,
2: really <laughs> no. I, yeah. the, the guys call me the the guest wrangler. I know yeah, that I just... sounds a lot worse than it actually is, but so far, everyone that i've I've brought on, they seem to like. so i I must have good taste. Like I don't want to call you that. Fast. I'm honored. I mean, food. anytime
3: I'm in the con. Anytime I'm in the conversation, the same conversation as Jeremy, or on the same roster as Jeremy, I'm <laughs> totally honored because he's one of my favorite people ever.
0: Oh, okay. So,
2: I guess we'll dive into it. I'll just give a quick preface of what happened. today, the Baseball Writers Association of America—I got that right, hopefully—announced their lack of inductees to in the Hall of Fame for 2021. It's the first time since 2013 that no one has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. And they are they are hosting a ceremony in the summer to make up for last year. I'll
0: tell you this. I'll tell you this, Andrew. I'll tell you this, everybody. They just didn't want to take away the spotlight from our Lord and Savior, Derek Jeter, and from SpongeBob <laughs> Lord, Larry Walker. All right? Give all the that attention SpongeBob to them. That
3: SpongeBob shirt was an all-time great fit, not even for Hall of Fame, like, <laughs> just in general i mean again i host a nickelodeon podcast so clearly spongebob i think spongebob was like our you're
0: you're talking to the guy who watched the second spongebob movie that came out and i generally enjoyed that one better than the first one
3: (laughs) well i haven't seen that yet but um yeah you know it was a really interesting cast of characters this year for the Hall of Fame. More than usual. And I was briefed on, you know, kind of... Maybe not what I should or shouldn't say, but kind of, like, you know, I try to keep it a little bit PC, maybe. Well, Charles is... I, I was seeing what
2: the guys were okay with, how far, but, I mean, he was on point when he said... When Charles said that it's sexual assault, so basically, anything goes today, so...
1: I mean, I yeah. thought you oh, damn, a computer, right. so... Yeah. So Jared Ford is a predator. So you could say whatever you want to say.
3: Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then like I am super freaking happy that Kurt Schilling did not get in the Hall of Fame today because, <laughs> quite frankly, anybody who uses their MLB paychecks to buy Nazi artifacts should jump off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I, was, I was afraid because I made, I was like, I, I told you, I, I, we talked about this last year when he didn't get in. I'm like I feel like there's gonna be a contingent of people that they're gonna find a way to get him in on his last time, like just as a punishment. Okay, you're gonna make it in, in your last ballot, and he didn't get in. I'm like ah, yeah, twenty twenty so next
3: year, next year's his last, next year's his last ballot.
0: Oh, okay. Regardless, twenty twenty one has has already done some good things, done some good things.
3: Yeah, it, it's. I'm definitely very happy. I think also like Omar Vizquel, obviously, if we're talking about domestic violence, like that was also a really frustrating thing to see for both personal reasons and basic morality reasons. Seeing people like that on the Hall of Fame ballot is just very frustrating to me. Mainly it comes down to like how, you know, the character clause is a part of Hall of Fame voting, whether or not people want to acknowledge that because they want who they want to be in the hall. Doesn't change the fact that it does exist. And you see so many reporters nowadays who ha- have the honor of casting their votes write these articles being like, here's why I voted for who I voted for. And it's like, dude, we get it. Just say you don't care about wife beating and leave. I, I don't really at this point have patience for people who are going to look at every terrible thing that Kurt Schilling has said over the last seven plus years since he's been retired. And be like, yeah, but like his strikeout rate. you know, at a certain point, it's like, where are we drawing the line? You know, there because it has to be somewhere. You can't like the bar has to be set somewhere. You have to have a moment where you go, okay, well, this guy has effect, like effectively, you want to talk about cancel culture. He canceled himself, you know, and it's 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 literally just a consequence for one's actions, or in this case, one's tweets. Yeah. like the guy had a right had a podcast on Breitbart. He's talking about how journalists should be lynched he's making fun of Muslims he's making fun like he's you know, like making fun of trans people it's it's just it's like how many more reasons do you need yeah. this guy if is Kurt Schilling he's, he's out there saying that he doesn't care if Kurt Schilling had if he
0: had been like any other baseball player and just disappeared until Cooperstown called and didn't do anything like, like that and wasn't that public and just made a crappy video game company that lost money. That was one of his endeavors. <laughs> if he was just that, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. But, yeah, he shot himself several times in the foot. He doesn't even have a foot anymore. It's not even there. Yeah.
2: And on a, on a personal note, and kind of alluded, going to what you were alluding to about lynching journalists, I mean, I'm disgusted by everything he does, but... Just on a personal note, you know, I went to journalism school at UCF and at, uh, one of my professors and one of my classmates were in kind of a situation like that, where it was, you know, oh, I, I was told that we should lynch you. And that made me legitimately frightened for them because I, I, I love them. You know, my professor is one of the greatest people I know and certainly my favorite professor ever. And a good friend of mine who was out covering a rally it's just it's one thing to hear it abroad but it's another thing when it it hits someone that you know and it becomes personal so uh, that that way back when was the last straw for me and everything since then has just been icing on the cake if you want to phrase it like that
3: yeah, um, that's just cherry on top of cherry on top of cherry, basically, on top of the Sunday that is Kurt Schilling's terribleness. Uh,
2: yeah, well, but I'm <laughs> hoping that the 16 people that would have been needed to get him in this year, I hope that they hold to stick to their guns and don't do it because I would be greatly uh, disappointed if he got he did get in. Although, my question he did tweet. And say I was that-
3: gonna. I was gonna say he says he wants to be removed from the ballot because, of course, his whole thing is, you know, it's not me who's bad; it's the voters who like. My favorite part of this whole thing was him tweeting: "Former players will be the ultimate judge, as it should be. I won't allow a, a group of morally bankrupt frauds another year to lie about my life." And I quote tweeted him and said, morally bankrupt frauds, says the man who collects Nazi artifacts and stole millions from the state of Rhode Island. Like, morally bankrupt frauds in glass houses should not throw stones. <laughs> like, dude, really? I I mean, not to mention the fact that a lot of people who played with him during his playing days have said that he's, quite frankly, an asshole. So yeah. at this point, do you really think that it, it's like it's like saying that. I mean, the the analogy I made on Twitter was buying a new car doesn't change the fact that you're a terrible driver. Like we're not, <laughs> like yeah. like you're not. Nothing about you, Kurt, has changed. You know, you can peddle your Hall of Fame eligibility as much as you want, but like, are you going to stop tweeting before next year's ballot? Highly doubtful.
2: And you know, us being well, I'm the I'm the lone non-lawyer of the three of us. We went to law school together, but I'm hoping to be joining you in April, guys. But our big thing is playing devil's advocate because that's what lawyers do so devil's advocate although it comes to my attention that what's his name ty cobb may not have been as bad as everyone lets on but i don't know i'll have to do more research into that but and i'm i'm addressing this to you gabrielle as as well as you francisco and charles What do you say about? I'll use him as an example, Ty Cobb, but like I said, I'll do more research. Who is supposedly racist, beat up a guy who was missing a hand. What do you say about letting those people in versus not letting them in now? I I think follow where I'm going with it. I
0: I think okay, so let me let me try and give you an answer. I think it just depends on. It was the era that he was voted in. He was one of the initial guys to get into the Hall of Fame. So Major League Baseball is not going to – or not the Baseball Hall of Fame is not going to touch that or start removing people for said reasons. But I think an emphasis will be made to not highlight said people because of that going forward in the future i'm sure the tigers they, they have their statue and all that stuff out there at, at comerica park but they won't be talking about that but i think it's it's regards to the with i don't know if you can say it's the same as the steroid issue where it's like it was part of the era we have to acknowledge it that, that was part of their era we do acknowledge that that happened but they're in now and they they were in and they have the act the the statistical accolades and and we can look back on it and say okay Them as a person probably wouldn't make it under the character criteria. But we have to look back on it to learn from history and go forward from here. And we're learning from history going forward from here because we're not letting guys like Kurt Schilling in. So there is progress that is happening and you can see it now. And I would assume our generation, millennials and Gen Z going forward... Will be the ones who will be making that judgment call from here on. I, I'm sure if this was ten years ago, Kurt Schilling would be in. He would be in.
3: I, I have to, I have to agree, absolutely. And I wrote about this in my Kurt Schilling piece today on Girl at the game.com, basically saying, you know, there's definitely a conversation that can be had about removing bad apples from the Hall of Fame, but in the meantime. We shouldn't be adding more. And especially somebody at such at the level that Kurt Schilling is at. And you know, the whole excuse, because I've gotten this excuse from so many people who are like, Well, you're a Red Sox fan, you're a Red Sox podcaster, Red Sox writer. You should want him in there because he reversed the curse. And it's like, well, okay, but I'm a Jewish person first before I'm a Red Sox fan. So so no, I don't. But the the argument that having I'll use, like you said, Ty Cobb is now a questionable figure, but Cap Anson is in the Hall of Fame. He was inducted in the first class, you know, like a decade, over a decade after he died. He died in the 1920s. The first class was 1939. He was already gone, but he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. He is known as one of the most virulently racist people in the history of baseball. By all accounts, a terrible human being. Great baseball player, terrible human being. And if we say... Someone like Cap Anson is in the Hall of Fame. And therefore, why can't we put Curt Schilling in the Hall of Fame? Basically, what we're saying is we have learned nothing in the 80 plus years since that first Hall of Fame class was inducted. In 1939, you know, eight years before Jackie Robinson joined the Dodgers. Hitler is invading Poland two months later. There's no polio vaccine. There's no man on the moon. FDR is president. Are we really okay with saying that we as a society have learned nothing have gotten zero percent better in the 80 plus years since cab anson was inducted in the hall of fame like really that's that's the hill we want to die on that's the excuse you want to make our world should be better our technology is certainly better modern medicine is better so why are we okay with using a tired argument that it's okay to be as racist as we were 80 plus years ago that to me is a completely faulty argument. And I say this as the daughter of a lawyer. Um, so, you know, devil's advocate, me all you want. Like I, a hundred percent, like I can do devil's advocate till the cows come home. But to me, it's a completely flawed argument. It's, it has more holes in it than a piece of Swiss cheese.
2: You make good analogies. You would be a good lawyer.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, not the first time someone said, "Are you sure you don't want to be a lawyer?" And I'm like,
0: no. "Don't go to law school. Don't do it. not do it. it." It's
3: a lot. Of, exactly. It's a lot of law school that I don't want to do.
1: It's a Ponzi scheme. First off, first and foremost, I'll, I'll tell you now: you, you want to be a lawyer, go to business school.
3: <laughs> On the
1: infrastructure of not going devil's advocate because everybody's kind of going there, but pointing out the big issues, and I'll keep it brief because I know I can talk a lot. One, a lot of the stuff. Some of this stuff doesn't come up until way after it's all signed up. You might find out that these candidates are really just bad human beings. After the fact, they might already be elected, right? They might already be inducted. So you have to always kind of keep there as seeing these moral clauses and this the morality and the character of people might just give way to... Because what do you want the sport to represent? If sports are eternal and those every championship matters, the people should matter because they might live on history. So do you want somebody who's going to advocate for insurrection if you're gonna have racists people will beat up you're gonna have murderers too i mean oj simpson isn't gonna be in the nfl all right what if you have somebody who's in a similar situation in the mlb itself i mean i know i'm doing a very general statement but you have to kind of look forward for the viability of your sport for perpetuity and sometimes that comes into
0: the decision making of who you wish to enshrine as guy. Charles, uh just to correct you, OG Simpson is in the pro football oh, of fame and the College I Football of Fame. Yeah. That was after that was before what yeah. happened happened, okay. all right? Well, there,
1: there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you for correcting me on that one. I'm gonna deviate into there, but look at one sport and how they would treat it to another. So and, and granted, 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 maybe I made a misstatement. I called him up but he was not convicted as one. Well. Alright, I'll go from there. But there's a civil lawsuit that states that he is responsible for the death of his wife and everybody else. So, forgive me for arrogance as a clerk or order. don't even strike it from the podcast because let me be humble and this. But um, you're going to have situations where if you you want your legacy to go into perpetuity as a sport, you always have to keep that option to reverse course and get people out there. And I think what happens is even though Francisco made allusions that our generations might come into it, the people who are our predecessors are still going to probably be around at that time. And it's like walking in mud, man. So if everybody walks in mud, you're not going to get to your destination timely.
0: That's true. And
1: got 71%. Yeah. I mean, so realistically speaking, he might get into it into that committee, and it might be where it's just a flavor of the week, flavor of the month situation. Sure, but what if he ends up getting it years from now in the the follow up committee? Side note: I don't care for the Hall of Fame. One day I will give the full speech to it because I think it's just silly. But for sports and for people and for fan bases, it holds a lot to them, and I think they would just need something really catastrophic to kind of you know reverse that course. But I think the cynic side of me says all this can mean something but i don't think anything's gonna be done in any kind of remote time to really give us what we want to give a better idea of what that hall of fame should be except for now you just raise it because for them the writers and everybody else is going to say hey just make the qualifications harder instead of the 70 something just make it to 80. but it's all good arguments but i think it's all simple that you know for that person you should take into that character you should take into the morality and um but unless you're going to really throw in the whole thing, like you can have your eligibility and you can have your inductedness. is that a word? Maybe it is. I just created it, <laughs> but you can have your enshrinement revoked from you if you don't act right. Because as a fan, I don't really care about the Hall of Fame, but if I was a player, maybe I do because that ego comes in that drive, that killer instinct. Wow, they really let OJ be in the Hall of Fame. Like I I think I knew about college, I did not know the NFL. I'll was he figure. already
3: in the Hall? Was yeah, he, he was in the he was already fame?
0: yeah, he, he was already in. Yeah. But you, so you don't then, think
3: that would... Then the real que- then the real question is like why didn't they take him out? Yeah. I I I hear you 100%. I mean, like the issue of course is, you know, where again, where do we draw the line? And it's interesting because there was at least one voter who after the January 6th Capitol attack asked the Hall of Fame to remove Schilling from their ballot like they had a change of heart and I'm not sure if the Hall actually removed that name removed that vote or not but at least one writer you know said that they didn't want to vote for Curt Schilling anymore which you know was heartening to me but also it's like dude really like it it took him encouraging insurrection that's what it took like okay cool he's been terrible for like a decade now but all right I I mean, I really think it's like a case by case basis. And I know that that sounds kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, no two people are the same and uh, no two incidents are ever gonna be the same. And as much as this sounds like a hippie, ridiculous thing to say, we have to cross that bridge when we come to it. I don't foresee Kurt Schilling, who is now complaining about how terrible the journalists and voters are, I don't foresee him stopping anytime soon. You know, it's like all these people who said like, oh, well, he only said these things after he retired. It's like, do you really think that in his mid-40s, he suddenly became a virulent racist and bigot? No, it's a part of him has always been this way. You don't just one day wake up and hate multiple groups of people. You don't one day wake up and decide, hey, I think I'm going to spend like a million dollars on Nazi uniforms. That's that's not how people work unless you have god forbid some kind of crazy you know you get hit in the head or something like in you know freaky friday and you're a completely different person so in the future you know we have to just wait and see what happens but bare minimum no more adding terrible human beings to the hall of fame and i mean quite frankly like Schilling didn't deserve to get in a couple years ago i've been i've been saying this for years now but if this is where we're finally going to draw a line, at least we're finally drawing one.
0: Good points, everybody. I think mm-hmm. I, I think we're a consensus best. agreement that we're all glad Kurt Schilling's not in. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: See, I told you guys she'd be a good guest. Yes.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I'm really not on my game tonight because I'm quite frankly exhausted. I've been working since like 10 AM, oh, um, and I'm not going to be done for a while. Um, but if you guys want me to come back at a time when I'm like more sane and prepared, I would love to.
0: Definitely, hey. I'm it's... gonna be
2: honest. Your your not sane is more sane than some of us on some shows. So,
0: <laughs> I,
2: I so, would say
1: that she's probably still the more prepared person here than three of us were <laughs> initiating everything. So. <laughs> so.
3: Well, thank you for the compliment. But sadly for me, that's mostly because I have spent far too much time thinking about Kurt Schilling over the last (laughs) six plus years, and especially lately. So uh, unfortunately, it's just on my mind. And I wrote about it today. So (laughs) anyway, guys, I'm so sorry. I have to run. But thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for being on.
0: And we Thank will, you so much for coming. We will link my people to your podcast, our podcast subscription. Any other
1: social media stuff that we should know about, Andrew, for Gabrielle?
2: Well, I will... Let me That's see. Uh, let me pull up her. It is at G-F-S-T-A-R-R-1 is her Twitter handle. Please go and follow her. She posts some really awesome stuff.
0: I also... Well, I just went on our actual Twitter... And I also girl at the game at girl at the game. Then you just type that in, then there it is, and you'll, you'll follow her podcast that she also has. So there you go, everybody. Well, thank you, Andrew, for wrangling in another guest.
2: So, gosh darn it,
1: man! <laughs> it's what is
2: it's, that it's echo? my forte. If I bring anything to this of note to the show, it's the guest.
1: Side note, Freddie get him back to you here because i know we left him off on his uh
0: sponsor oh non sponsor yeah freddie put that up there we'll 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 get it back there
1: fcf wild aces
0: fan controlled football fan controlled football power to the fans can you hear me oh i can hear you andrew yeah i can barely we can barely hear you now you sound like you're in a very deep dank cave oh now you're a robot (laughs) oh no oh god no no, if that if that's the case, we have to save him. If that's the case, all, right, get, all we have to do is you know, know, we'll go on a road a trip, trip, get some Jupiter donuts yeah. for the ride, <laughs> for sure.
1: Ah, that, that's a true adventure, Charles. By the way, of,
0: uh, I was working hard to get you that endorsement, Charles, over the oh, last man, I week. I
3: saw. I, I was, saw. If Very, you, very
0: on our Instagram. They they picked up on us. And and they uh, and was, yeah, yeah. You should walk into their store and be like, "I'm Charles." Yeah, I made you famous. <laughs> we were already famous. I made you. More famous. Uh, so fan controlled football is, Freddy's. And I think I've heard of this. I think I've seen some tweets about it on my own okay. prior to this. But let me let me let me showcase this proposed professional football league. It's. Progressive snapshot badge. It's kind of like the other league that he, he also... Um, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, a few weeks back now, I think, that he also posted up there for us. Oh, they got, oh, are, look, look at the people that they're working on. Look at Marshawn there. Oh, Marshawn was like... He was with the LiU, another hockey player, skating around. He actually wasn't that bad skating around. I don't know if that was his first time on ice skates, Marshawn Lynch, but... Uh, he wasn't that bad. I, w- I was pretty surprised by that. So Indoor football plus Twitch plays Pokemon. Is that... <laughs> Holy crap! Is that what this league is? Indoor football plus Twitch plays Pokemon? If that's the case, this is going to be insane. <laughs> uh, you know what Twitch plays Pokemon is, right, Charles? No. I will link you a video to that. It's You got to remember...
1: I, I am in like uh you know, like a little pigeonhole of life. You vote for the plays, oh Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll just pull my best Jeff Fisher and be like half back drive. all right
0: there you go. I honestly this would this would be a pretty cool thing to do. They, like we could go all in on one team and be like, Yeah guys, uh and see if the goofs will take a team to the championship or not.
1: What it, would we name our mascot?
0: Well they already have teams here.
1: After... Uh
0: they have, uh, of course, Marshawn is the beast. That that makes sense. That makes sense there. The Glacier Boys. I, that's, I like that name. I, I really feel it. like they need sub zero for moral combat. Out no, of all of the ones, you got the Zappers, eh. You got the Wild Aces, eh. Beasts, eh. But it makes sense for Marshawn. But the Glacier Boys, I'm all about that name right there. That's a good one. Oh, man. I'm, I'm for the Glacier Boys with a Z. I don't care. It's it's <laughs> co-owner Richard Sherman. There you go, and destroying.
2: Oh no! I hate that team already. <laughs> Love it, Andrew. Uh, you're still a faint, buddy. Yeah. Look at
0: Marshawn and Miro and Renee Montgomery, uh, Bob Menery, Trevor May for the Zappers, and wild Aces, Greg Miller. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Miro, the wrestler, formerly known as Rusev. That's mm. right, wrestling. Comes all together. His that was a huge.
0: We game. either we all go in on one team or we all choose one team. Can't choose the same one, and see who comes out on top.
1: Well, I'm, I'm picking Marsh on because you know
0: I gotta pick the Glacier Boys because I'm just all about that name. It's okay. I like Richard Sherman too. I can't
2: support that team because Donald DeLaHey, aka Destroying, is.
0: A you not know, a terrible person. heard chilling is a terrible person. Mm. Mm. Is... Hey Siri, uh, remind me tomorrow to pick a fan-controlled football team. <laughs> okay. You're- uh, I I I'm really all about this. If it's like Twitch plays Pokemon, I'm sure it won't be that insanity where like everybody's like. picking the worst play possible just punting on first and 10 immediately like i I doubt it's gonna be anything that crazy but i want to see how this is gonna work out first games are on february 13th okay so we have some time to plan this out and it's on twitch okay might do a watch party that'd be a good watch party type of ordeal there yeah, yeah. Thanks, Freddie. Thanks for, for, for bringing this to our attention. For sure. I like it this. It brings apart
1: all our favorite
0: people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Andrew, are you back? Like, no, he's not back. He's gone. Guys,
2: can you hear me? Yeah, he's Mark. back. All right.
0: No echo uh, either.
2: Yeah, I, I can't support Donald's team destroying. The TLDR is he sued UCF. <laughs> for for rescinding his scholarship even though they did the best they could to to help him save his youtube career but he just ungrateful little prick Oof.
0: um oh boy so no i i can't support <laughs> that career. was a passion that was a passionate prick sound from andrew wow okay man that man loves his ucf he's like a like a mother hen you know do mother hands defend their young like that? Now, mother bear, let's go with the mother bear.
2: I mean, seriously though, he—he he was coming up against an NCAA regulation. I, I, I don't remember
0: have... we talked about this too. We were all on like, his side.
2: So we did. We did our best. I say we, but the athletics <laughs> compliance—they did their best to help him. They gave him. They got him the best possible deal.
0: Johnny Manziel's in this. Oh, okay. Johnny's gonna
1: be. Johnny would be in like football <laughs> porn if he could. I
0: just wants to get back into the game.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm still debating who I want my FCF team to be.
0: Okay, do you have to pay for this or? I think it, it's free. Okay, if we had to pay for it, I'm not, I'm not. I think they're probably just trying to get uh, a lot of people to watch, and then they'll get advertisers from there. I would assume that's that's the goal here, and of course they give a shot to some some fringe guys out there guys who don't can't make it on in the nfl nor the cfl or whatever you know okay well i think we're running a little long here boy so some of the segments i can roll them over to next week that's that's fine
2: we have to get to our most important one though yeah let's let's uh let's head on over
0: to the cage with charles
1: andrew i just tweeted you a burned that I need to send out because Gabriel burned Roger Clemens so hard that I felt it in my soul. So in regards to players who couldn't make it into the league, I put so a lot of UCF players. I'm sorry, I love you. But I have to do it for the comedy. You're good to go, Charles. Let's do it. Welcome, everybody. Your weekly truplex the cage with Charles. Now, we know the introductions, but it's 2021. New year, new me, right? Let's put it out there. Wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It's a stage brawl. It is men and women chasing championships, titles, whether it be singles or tag teams. It's blood fused. People want to beat the holy hell out of each other. And it's also about trying to make a name for yourself, trying to have your legacy, trying to have your enshrinement. But the world of wrestling sometimes... You be a bigot, you be this, you be that, and people will let it pass pie pass you. Looking at you, Hulk Hogan, not too crazy about you. Looking at you, Goldberg, even though Goldberg's actually not a big, he's just old and I don't want to be Drew McIntyre, but you know, things like that happen. And sometimes it's about really, it's really about one thing, fellas. Money. Big mm-hmm. fat want oh, yeah. in your pockets. Mm-hmm. You know, what you can do with that money, hire new talent, bring back old talent. As special guest stars. Help! Donald Trump's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Look how we're talking about the Hall of Fame. And how it's all useless. Yeah. Bing, got gotcha all NFL, MLB, mm. now WWE. Suck it, DX style. Um, political views aside, humor, satire aside. WWE's made some cash, man. And I'm gonna start off in a, you know, split apart from to the other parts of WWE, but <laughs> they recently were able to get NBC, who owns Peacock, to get a deal where their content on the WWE Network. For five years, one billion dollars. Holy crap. And here's the craziest thing, because I'm looking at these details like crazy. Because the the uh I can say pandemic, right? I we don't get striked if I say pandemic. No, it doesn't pandemic. matter.
0: And if, yeah, right. YouTube's we already suspended distracted. us. I don't care no more. I don't
1: care yeah, no what well, They can do they can also have a DX suck it too. Yeah. Um so oh, when the pandemic first hit about a year ago, close to a year ago, WWE and Vince made all these measures to save as much money as possible. So they are not affected by any of the pandemic related incidences that might cause a loss of revenue. If you remember, not necessarily a year prior, but several months prior, because I have to be really, we've been doing the show so long that they bring it together. They had signed a billion dollar deal with Fox to broadcast their content on SmackDown and some other, um, not pay-per-views, but reruns. And also they had the talking smack show. And then ESPN, they had some, you know, because when the pandemic hit, they needed something no one wants to watch Stephen A. twenty four seven, right? I wouldn't. You know, I'd rather deal with Kurt Schilling for twenty four seven. I don't want that person oh, to no. leave in my head, uh, right? Uh, uh, the, uh, mm, over bad, over
0: bad. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's... I
1: actually don't like Stephen A. Yeah. I just think that sometimes he has to ham it up, and he hams up too much, like a uh, yeah, like an actor.
0: different spectrums. I would say, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, vastly yeah. different spectrums. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, you know, Kurt Schilling, we just don't like it. Um, so. They had money. So coming into it, I'm like, man, you know, Vince is doing everything and we don't know what's going on with wrestling when the pandemic first started. We knew sports was going to be greatly affected. And that's why NBA brushed a lot of policies to the bubble and even to the season because they need money like a lifeblood. MLB can't necessarily take something that could affect them because they're on the outs, they're on the ropes. Um so Vince was making his deals and NBC, we alluded to it earlier, but they getting rid of the uh, sports network. They're streaming over to the Peacock and they said, Hey, you're already on universal, you have our, you brought, we broadcast raw, we broadcast NXT. Um, let's buy it, you know, and for when details first broke, I was like, oh man, they're buying the network. No guys, they're just renting out the content because once the five years are done, it could be another negotiation, or Vince can go back to having the network yeah. on his own right. But you still get to keep your property. You still it's He's licensing it out. Move. Yeah, it's the most brilliant move I've ever seen because it's always going to have new content. It's going to have content in case – it's going to have – WWE will thrive as a business in case the event that Vince dies. And there have been concerns about who the true successor is because everybody – because, you know, even though it's publicly traded as a business, it's it's like a modicum of money compared to some of the other stuff. And people think that Triple H, even though I like Triple H, Paul Levicus, who is the COO, they think he's going to, no, it's going to go to Shane, who actually ran a business you know, overseas. I think he did some startup companies and then other people that you bring in, you have a brain trust because about legacy, but a billion dollars ain't no joke for a guy that and I remember when the pandemic and the cuts hit, I said, listen, it makes sense. I don't like it, but you have to do everything to preserve. Look what he did. He brought in five years worth of guaranteed money. And what it does is NXT, it gets a renewal, right? It doesn't get can't Because if it gets canceled, then you know it's one thing you lose out. You have to go back to putting NXT onto the network or whatever. Raw, it puts a lot of safeguards. Maybe it also creates the interest in SmackDown, which is currently owned by Fox. So when that licensing expires in about four years and the content on peacock is good what if nbc wants the whole shebang it, it, it's ridiculous and you still get to own the content because the way i looked at it and i, I really looked at the, the specifics the w network i don't know if i'm getting grandfathered in or not but from what i read is that you can either get the wwe stuff for five dollars with the ads hate that or because wrestling shouldn't have ads on the pay-per-views it's just terrible it really kills the flow pay-per-views are too long anyway or you can get the ad free version of it for ten dollars i already pay ten dollars a month i've done the wwe network as a non-sponsor for 9.99 a month for thousands of hours of content for a wrestling purist is just ridiculous it's going to be good for a casual fan as well to have because i'm always at least watching the pay-per-views the new ones i'm watching royal rumble this weekend do i watch some of the old stuff sometimes you know, it really depends on what I wanna do because I've seen some, maybe I should just do wrestling show blogs. This gives me ideas of what we can do for the website. Read our blogs, read our stuff, guys, go is our website. Um, but watching some of those 90s favorites is trash. but then I'll watch stuff like Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard and the best I quit match I've ever seen. So it, it's just a wolf of content. And you're telling me that I'm not gonna get a price. Like, and you might with Peacock, who knows? Because everything always raises the price. Netflix is the original model because the new content that you wanted raised the price. And everybody says Netflix is too expensive. I'm like, "Mm, I don't really think $14 is expensive. And that's not even necessarily because of my income. I'm like, it's not bad. It's just, I remember the days when it was cheaper. But with everything, when you have great, when you have, you know, greater demands and you have a need and you have competition, you have to do something to get more revenue in there. Especially since they're financing their own shows. But you know, you look at Hulu, they do the ad stuff for six bucks, and then you can just pay for ad-free or just get the bundles and all that other stuff. But for them, for me, I'm still gonna stay in because I'm not gonna get affected by the price. And I'm I don't necessarily watch a lot of television anymore, you guys. It's weird at thirty one. I don't have like a show I must watch. I just I get into the movie things. Like right now I'm watching the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max. You guys should watch it, it's hysterical, especially if you like satire and superheroes and some good character growth. But I, I Mind you, I already own the office and stuff like that, but I can get maybe if I get new Peacock exclusives. Elliot Stabler from Law and Order SVU, that he's supposed to get his own spinoff. Maybe if I just want to watch movies that they're putting there, or just faking Peacock exclusives, I'm game for anything. So you're telling me I get my wrestling and I get all that for that price. It's great for me. What I think the bigger plan is, I think I talked to it to you guys or to my friend, is that. You know, you're going to have the, whether it's a casual or a diehard, you know, they're always going to kind of go there, at least watch the pay-per-view. But is this going to influence people to build into something to a new fan base? Because USA, it's hard to get new viewers for Raw because what's it usually against Monday? Monday night football, basketball, when it was election time. They were losing out so now you might get people who are just bored and and this pandemic is going to go the way things are i would at least cap it out to the end of the year fully vaccines or no vaccines because sports are still going to kind of get into it the form of entertainment because you guys got to remember when it comes to oversaturation of um entertainment yeah it's there but people always want more because you're not necessarily getting new television shows anymore right these are things that have been pre-filmed but you know there's a lot of delays in tv shows like you want to watch crazy anatomy that's great but one actor gets it um and it can happen how many times has the batman movie been delayed i just want to see my own version of the long halloween Charles mm, the mm. had
0: the, got the, bat that and sin done. baby he
1: got he got he got sick and then it closed down this movie was supposed to be out in halloween or june and now it's gonna be like 2025 i am probably not going to be alive anymore i don't get to see that <laughs> So wrestling, no matter what, is always going to have the new content. It is probably the only thing that wasn't the news um, that gave you something week for week that wasn't canceled. So it's going to get those people, right? Maybe you don't get them for the full three hours. Maybe you don't get everything. But for people, when they say, oh, I can do Peacock, and then they also have the sports stuff. So maybe I'll watch wrestling because what do we remember in our generation? We remember the 90s. We remember the Attitude Era. We, we remember the uh, you know the first blood matches, the inferno matches, the bra and panty matches. I can watch all that stuff, and I can watch the new stuff, which doesn't do great women all the time, Vince. Looking at you, shit that you used to do. You get some actually good wrestlers out of there. I get to go watch NXT, which you know, your boy loves. You know in that sense and then i can go back and maybe harken to those 70s maybe i can see rick flair in his prime maybe i could see hulkamania run wild because i'm a 31 year old man and i wasn't necessarily you know from that tv at like five years old right maybe i can see the steiner brothers the road warriors dusty Rhodes, kicking up as a person i think that's what they're gonna have you're gonna get existing peacock members because what's the thing about being a a platform for any kind of streaming stuff you want them to join, and you want to give them a reason to stay. And right now, all we're doing is just pressing the button on next, next, next. And how many times have we watched Netflix, you guys, and we just don't know what to watch? Netflix had to put in a whole, maybe suggest thing, right? Look how many Japanese
0: shows they posted up there. Now now I'm watching it. Now I'm watching it.
1: So it's roulette, but imagine you do that with sports entertainment, you know, something like that. In addition to maybe I get hockey. it's, It's win for me because I already had a subscription. I never canceled it, even when I hated what Vince was doing on the pay-per-views. And there's times where I've missed out on some pay-per-views. Yeah. You know, I think for 2020, I missed out on two of them, but they were just like throwaway pay-per-views, but I would still watch that. They'll at least be once a month I watch it, because usually because of the NXT content. But maybe this will get new subscribers coming there, because what's going to happen is for NBC, it's going to say, or Universal is what I'll call them, because that is really the overlords coming into it, Um, Comcast Universal what happens is you have to understand if they could just get that $5 from you or that $10 of you, even if it's one time, that's still $10 in that pocket. And you yeah. know, what's going to happen. Um, they're not going to say, Oh, did you watch it for the WWE? They're going to say when, when they talk to your friends and the people around you just say, yeah, I liked it, but it wasn't really my cup of tea. It's going to encourage people to do it. So that, that organization, that corporation, is just going to love the fact that they're making the $5 that one time that, because you know why guys, if I get a hundred people and they, put the $5 or the $10, that's, you know, don't make me do math, please. $500,000 <laughs> come into it on a daily basis. And what happens is you might cancel, or you might redo it. Like I have CBS All Access. I don't care about Star Trek. Sorry, Andrew. You know, never can get into it I was a Star Wars guy because I like simplified storyline unless you watch a J.J. J. Abrams movie. Don't get me started. But um, but for the people who don't watch Star Trek, it. I watch CBS All Access for football and college basketball and college football. And when it's around June, I cancel it, but I come back in September. So you're not maybe just getting 10 times. So in the WWE, you have four big pay-per-views. Money in the Bank's not there yet, but it will be. So even from the selling point of what I would do is saying, oh, hey, Royal Rumble's coming up next week. You should get it. That's 5 to $10 because I don't think Peacock's going to do a free trial because they already have a free version of it. So why would you just waste it? Right, that's stupid to me. Don't do free trials if you're already doing a free form of it. Makes no sense. You're not going to bring in new people because if you already get a free form, and they say, "Hey, I want that." You're like, "Ah, I should just pay the five bucks and go from there." Because as many people say, oh it's just a you know, it's the price of chalupa. Let's just go order this thing. Mm. Chalupa's great though. Let's not attack Taco Bell because no. I'd pick Taco Bell over a five-dollar trial run of anything any day." Um, but the selling points. Oh, hey, there's a Royal Rumble. Oh, hey, there's WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam. And that alone could be $50 per each individual on the million people masses because that one-time view, the multiple-time views, you might want to watch the buildup, screw up YouTube a little bit, limit the uh, copyrights of what you'll post on there as WWE and say, oh, you want to see more of this interview? Go watch on um, Peacock. You want to see the backstage prom- promos, vignettes, stuff that mattered so much in the cable industry to get you set up for a feud, put them on Peacock mm-hmm. because that's what people might want to see. Right? Yeah. Or even better, I don't want a TiVo SmackDown. I don't want to TiVo Raw. Raw's too long. It's three hours, you guys. And then there's you know Peacock saying, "Hey, we have the abridged, commercial-free one." So that's what I, was really, th- that's what I was thinking. You yeah, can have like a
0: series, like okay, here's blah 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 blah, bit right. bit bit. You know they do that for Dragon Ball Z on YouTube. So <laughs> the yeah. people fans who've so done that. It, it really just it, it,
1: it's it's win win for the viewer. It's win-win for Vince. Is it win-win for Universal? I don't know, but here's the thing. Even Apple, who makes like terrible TV shows, is putting it out there. So if they're doing it, you got to do it. So that's my bit on that. Transitioning it back into wrestling before I go back in WD. New Japan. They had the new beginnings um, on the 30th, January 30th, the day before Royal Rumble. Only headline match I'm looking into is Hiroshi Tanahashi's challenging Shingo Takagi for the never open way. Guys, I've been watching a lot of New Japan stuff lately. Not like the full matches, but I've just been watching like weird startups like the G1 Climax matches. I was watching Jeff, uh, Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley in their qualifier. I was watching my boy Minoru Suzuki, the king, slapping the hell out to me, Thatcher, in a like um, a independent program. And it was just muy fantastico. I was a big fan of it. Um, coming into all that stuff. I'm hoping Shingo and Hirohoshi have a great match. I don't want Hirohoshi to win, even though I respect the the ace. I still I have reservations about the Never Openweight title because the way it goes into it is right now it's your second strongest belt because what's the problem? The IGWP um, title or IWGP Heavyweight Championship and any title are on the same person, Makoto Bushi, because they're the double belts. So then they need a proper secondary title, so that would be Never open weight uh, title, John Moxley has the U S title, but he hasn't been able to go to new Japan because of the pandemic. And because I think AEW and new Japan have a little bit of an issue with licensing rights. So they're really hyping it up, but. Tanahashi's kind of seen it all done though. He's been a vet for, I want to say 14 years. I don't know how many titles he's won. I can't give you the full numbers. It's a pain in the butt to research this stuff, guys. Cause I know, you know, what bothers me about research? I think you both can agree with me. You feel your age because stuff that you remember the other day, a year ago, Several years ago, that came out like lightning. Um, dude, like you, you try to remember like, I got a Wikipedia this? I used to know this stat. Now it bothers me. Um, I expect a great match coming into it. If it's actually good, I'll send you guys a YouTube clip so I can educate you on the better of New Japan's AEW, we're getting there. It's, it's a slow start right now, kind of building into it. They're still doing the cross brands of TNA Impact. I know it's Impact. by call it TNA Impact because that's what we really remember as. And uh, versus AEW, there should be a there's a main event of dynamite i think it's gonna be the dark order going against the good brothers from impact and um the young bucks who are your AEW champion tag team championships expect some you know weird stuff going on there where there's gonna be some continuing feuds because it's going to lead to the young bucks versus the good brothers at a pay-per-view they trademarked a or yeah they trademarked a um I believe, a pay-per-view called Battle of the Belts. So maybe that's going to lead to some unified titles. You know my opinion on it if you listened to the show last week. I'm not crazy about it because I think it's going to stifle some storylines. I think it's going to hide back some of the guys who need more seasoning and matches and also hide away the stars from the television show. Because if I'm Impact, I wouldn't want to send anybody who's not my – who needs the views more, AEW or Impact? It's Impact. They have their own Twitch channel so people can watch. They have to go on Pluto TV. They don't have the sponsorship from TNT, man. So they're gonna wanna send you the best of their best. So I don't know who, if it really even benefits AEW because AEW has only been in business for a year plus. You don't need these dream matches from another brand organization. You know, you want to have your own stars to build and quality and give you quality matches and give you quality promos. So I don't know if it's the full win thing or it's just gonna muddle the farm. Back to WWE, because I won't talk about Ring of Honor or anything like that right now. They're not doing anything for me that tickles my fancy. The Royal Rumble's this week, guys. I'm going to watch it, as we know about the Royal Rumble. 30 men, 30 women enter, because there's going to be a men's Royal Rumble, women's Royal Rumble. Winner, last person standing, um, after everybody's been thrown over the top rope, gets a guaranteed title shot at WrestleMania. No guarantees at the main event anymore. And I kind of miss that. I kind of wish that um, they have it, but what happens is normally part-timers are the ones who have been closing it lately. Last year, um, it was Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar in a very brief match. Um, that ended, Even though people don't like Brock because he's a part-time rival with me, some Brock. But then there was a couple of years where it was Taker and Roman Reigns where Roman won over Taker, and that wasn't even a, a Royal Rumble victory right there. That was just a few that they built from the Royal Rumble. But the Royal Rumble is always good to kind of build fuse. Last year, what do we know? We had Edge's return, and he eliminated Randy Orton. What did that give us? Probably the best feud of 2020 Commander. guess what edge is back he declared for the royal rumble if there was a fans um going to be there i would not have announced this thing i would let it be another big oh my god he's back but yes andrew he was literally injured he had a triceps injury so he was out for several months but he's back in. he could be a dark horse because i can't really give you full predictions of who i think is going to win and that bothers me because vince has kind of done this stop you know forceful pushing kind of a of some wrestlers and let it happen organically, but I think he's really doing it such as Cesaro and say Nakamura, but I think he's doing it just for the elimination chamber that's coming next month. So I don't know who's being force fed down my mouth. And I've been trying to create this list and idea of who I came to last week. We talked about it where, I think we're going to get either Keith Lee who wins, and he's been on Raw, and I don't like how he's been pushed, even though he had a WWE Championship match against Drew McIntyre. I don't like the character they've done for him because I felt like he hasn't really beaten anybody big. So if he wins, I think he'll probably go and fight Roman um, because they have a little bit of history together when they squared up at Survivor Series not last year, but the year prior, because at the room that we're in 2021 now, not 2021, I make my references. The other people I have, it could be Daniel Bryan, but I feel like that's so on the nose because even though he's saying, yes, I'm the best challenger, I can beat Roman Reigns, he doesn't really need to win the Royal Rumble per se for his legacy. I know he's winding down. If he just wants to challenge Ro- Roman Reigns, just let him challenge Roman Reigns. That's what the Elimination Chamber's there for, to build that building blocks. They're going to bring back, I think, Fastlane, or he could just challenge him at Mania, and then you can have Roman absolutely wreck him because I would love that heat that comes in there. But it could be Brian, it could be Lee, it could be Edge as a dark horse. Um, what I'm really looking forward to with the Rumble though, is Randy Orton, bless you, I think if someone's uh, sneezing in the background, um, Randy Orton the Fiend, because Randy Orton, there's been some side stories, him and Fiend, he lit the Fiend on fire at TLC, um, Alexa Bliss lit his face on fire Randy wore his face on fire and he was going this whole like I'm a monster now but Raw ended last night where she was challenging Asuka for the women's championship about to win and Randy came out and RKO'd her now I'm not big on men and women intergender wrestling or the violence but damn is it good for the storyline because what happens is the Fiend, this monster and Alexa this mistress of the monster as I'll call her has been kind of having a bit of a change they're no longer the bad guys now they become like the anti- Heroes and it's all because of Randy Orton and his stupid punchable face. And I love it. I love what Randy is doing. He gave me a fantastic feud with um him and Edge last year for Edge's re-entry uh into the wrestling world after being gone for so many years, and he's just bringing it back again. Some people like the promo, some people don't. I absolutely love it because it's long-term storytelling, because this is gonna lead to WrestleMania. Um, it, it, it's a long feud. Maybe you can have Randy like disappear for a bit, but you got to remember Charles loves the long play storytelling because about three or four WrestleManias ago, Ray lost his WWE championship to Randy Orton, a Royal Rumble winner. So Randy declared for the Royal Rumble last week. And what's gonna happen? We don't know about the fiend. He was burned alive, but what are we getting? Randy's gonna be in like the final five. And then we're gonna get the red lights and the fiends can come out of nowhere and eliminate him and cost him and screw him over. And I am just tingly in my sensations for that, boys. The true senses is kicking. It's great. Um, women's Royal Rumble, because we were talking about it. The only person I logically think that can win this, that isn't returning because Becky Lynch ain't coming back. She just had the kid in December. She's not in shape. She probably wants to be with her child. I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley was the NXT champion last year because remember they were having the cross, not cross promotions, but they were trying to hype up NXT a little bit. They were introducing, that was really the only thing that was introduced at their WrestleMania and Charlotte beat her at WrestleMania. And I think what they're going to do is Rhea has nothing really going on anymore in NXT she's 23 she's been nxc women's champion in the nxc uk brand and the NXT women's champion there call her up have her win the royal rumble have Asuka. and i love me some Asuka, but vince is never gonna book her right so it's just terrible have her have charlotte once again win and i hate it because this will make Charlotte like a third she's the john cena of um, women's champions and they just gotta give charlotte a new character i, I can't deal with this queen thing now she calls herself miss wrestlemania i'm like no one's called her that Get over it. Come on. And it's not her. It's the writers. It's creative because Vince ruins everything I like. But have Raya win, have Raya challenge Charlotte Armenia and have her take that title. Oh, boys. Oof. Oh, it's like it's it's just so good. It's basically to me, it's like Obi-Wan kenobi versus Anakin Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, and then Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader in um New Hope. And yes, I understand Anakin was already Vader in Revenge of the Sith, but he wasn't really fully transformed yet. Come on, we this but those are kind of my predictions and that's where I leave it at the Royal Rumble there's other titles going on so Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns part three in this last couple months technically be part four and a last man standing match we know Owens is going to lose but what I love about the build is that they make you feel that he actually has a shot at winning but Roman that tribal chief is going to have that title for a long time well deserved Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg I really like That's what it is. Goldberg can take it. Goldberg can beat it. That's fine because I'm kind of done with Drew's character. And I like Drew. It's just the guy has held the championship for – if he won his championship in April at WrestleMania, he's had the title for 11 months almost. And yet can't really put the belt on anybody that long unless you have actual competitors. But here's my theory because I know I told you I think it was going to be Keith Lee or Dan Bryan. But who did Drew wrestle in November? A certain Roman Reigns, a Survivor Series, you know, Battle of the Brands going at it. But they can't challenge for each other's respective titles. And what happened in the match? You say, well, you know, Jey Uso interfered a little bit. Roman low-blowed Drew and choked him out of the guillotine. What if, because they have history, they wrestled at WrestleMania about two years ago when Roman came back from his cancer fight. What if we just have Drew? Lose to Goldberg. Hear me out. I know it sounds terrible. Charles, you're advocating for Goldberg to win. Well, you know, you got to lose the battle sometimes, but you can still win the war. Let Goldberg win. Keith Lee could beat Goldberg. Everybody would love it. It'd be fantastic. The same way how I felt about Braun Strowman being Goldberg in the last minute matchup in Mania, because I just want that title off of Goldberg. But hmm. you let Drew lose to Goldberg. I let him come into the Rumble. When the Rumble say, I'm coming for you, Roman. Because this whole time, I'm like, there's not a single person on SmackDown I believe that can beat Roman. He technically should be Owens, but Vince won't pull that trigger man, because Owens could be your new Austin, really, if you book it right. They've been booking him excellently, but it's not going to happen. But if you have Drew from Raw, go run SmackDown. That's your guy. That's your dude. Yes, Raw might lose another guy in the main event that actually has been carrying that brand on his back, unsuccessfully, because Raw's ratings are still low. They plopped in at 1.8 million. Whereas SmackDown's pulling an average 22, 22.2, 2.3 million over on Fox. But those ratings are gonna get better because why? Fox has the money, man. That's where it matters most with Vince. Raw is a dying ship. It will revise itself. It will be okay. It will resuscitate. But if you really want Roman to lose it and you want to make it convincing, send down Brian, put Drew McIntyre. Whether or not Drew wins that title is up to Vince. I still think Roman should hold it because he can hold that belt to SummerSlam because there's more challengers that could build from that. That's my sneaky suspicion. Be on the lookout for that. That's all I got for you guys in this uh, weekly truplex of mine in the cage.
0: Okay. All right, boys. I think that is it for us. I'd like to thank Gabrielle Star for popping onto the show. Thank you, Andrew, for being able to get her to, to pop on here. We will see you guys next week for number 91. I've got nothing else to say. I'm out, boys.
2: See ya. Take care. Good night, everyone.